Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode with me, Blazer Dave. And Spacey Make. Coming in hot, motherfucker. Yep. Coming in coming in hot with this episode, anyway. We are, definitely. Oh, good golly grief. Uh, this is episode five. Uh, I think this is fucking six, man. Is it? I think this is six. I think the last one was five, you know. Was it? Psychedelics and the benefits, yeah. Um, this one now... Get prepared for uh, some fucking. This th- this was decided very last minute because we were kind of we were we talked maybe the last one we said oh we might do something on ancient Egypt and ancient mm. civilizations and stuff, but uh, we wanted to get our our friend's dad uh, to come in and sit with us for it or even at least go over and speak to him and see what does he know maybe get a few notes off him yeah um and then all of a sudden today yeah uh, David asked me. Let's do one on serial killers. Yeah, fuck it. It's uh, it. I I find it very fascinating from the perspective that I could never think or do what these fucking people have done. Like Jesus yep. Christ! I said, guys, if you're weak stomach, mm-hmm, be prepared now because we're gonna go through some of the most badass fucking serial killers I've ever been, boy. Yep. There's um, there's quite a fucking few, isn't there, man? I have a, I have a very large list. Ones, ones Michael that I, loves it. I I do. I I, I quite like um watching them. It's going to see regular documentaries on YouTube on YouTube and uh, Netflix and stuff like. Some are very very interesting. Just Making the me suspicious now, boy. Uh, I've never Making me a, nervous I've never now. Never a person in my life. Sitting so close to you. Mm, <laughs> stuff I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I kind of I was just very always interested in like when I when I especially when I wake up to bed and when I'm trying to wind down, usually have like YouTube on. And I followed just a, a few different people on YouTube, um, and some of them were just very interesting. I just found it, again, the same as yourself, just fascinating. Uh, I can't put together how someone mm. how someone could go and do these things, like, or, or, Big time. or, or what they get from it. I think that's why I find it fascinating, like. Well, when did you kind of get into, because I remember chatting to you before about, was it Man on the Can, and you used to wait know how we got into serial killing, but you fucking knew a fair bit about loads of different ones that I'd never heard of. I was like, what, who, what? Yeah. They didn't, huh? So you get into them like quite a while ago. Yeah, quite 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 a while. Uh, yeah, within a couple of years, definitely. Like you know, um, and again, just from like listening to different YouTube uh, YouTube things, and then when hear the same names mentioned over and over again, and different uh, notes on them, mm. uh, and then I just go on, I just delve in and look into we but just myself, like. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of where where it started. Like, um, I think everyone has some sort of kind of fascination though with serial killers. It is, it's fascinating. It is to it a is. point because, like I said, a lot of like you know normal people like me and you could not, could not do that or think in the way that some of them people think. But again, man, every like you look into serial killers, you know, nine times out of ten they've had some sort of fucked up thing in their childhood or something to do with their mom or their dad or like you this, know the parenting was like, fucked do you, or. Do you think that like serial killers are born? Or do you think <sighs> it's like nur- nature over nurture or? From what I've seen, I think it is kind of, a lot of it is, I think, nature over nurture for a lot of it, man. Yeah. Really and truly. Um, some of them just are kind of born a wee bit. Do, do you think some of them are born fucked up? Like they're just born yeah, not man, wired I, I, right? I've seen, I've seen, um, there was one there, it was like a wee, a wee six-year-old girl that had like tried to kill her brother and had expressed and all these therapy things that... She wants to kill people, and she just, she just, it's born. She's a psychopath. Like she was born a psychopath. Doesn't feel Fuck. empathy for an, an, any people, anything. Well, like. first of all, if you're born without empathy, you are fucked because you're gonna, because you have no comprehension, or you can't put yourself in other in someone else's shoes, or yeah. can't feel anything like that for another person. Of course, you're gonna fucking, you, you wouldn't bother you killing someone. So, yeah. arguably, if you lack empathy, 
you like being, you know, nearly fucking human, I think, to be honest. Yeah. Personally. Uh, in a way, yeah. In a way, in a way, of course. But, like, I think empathy is such a massive, important emotion or um, trait to have, do you know? Yeah. Um, for, so I suppose one of the first things when it goes, what, I, what actually is the definition of a serial killer? Oh, yeah, boy. Because if you, like, surely if you just, if you kill someone, you're, like, you're a murderer. If you mm. kill someone out of cold blood, yeah, you would be, like, a first, a first, first degree murderer, like. Uh, and then I think second degree is when I think you, you injured them and maybe they died then because of an injury. That's like second degree where you didn't necessarily mean to kill them. Mm. Um, and then then there's just accidental deaths, you know, the car accident if you hit into someone and they die. Like what does manslaughter come under? Uh, or is that a separate? That's manslaughter. It's like second degree. Oh, second degree. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. So the definition of a serial killer is someone that has killed more than three people. Uh, with time between killings, like. Right, and they meant to do it. Like so, it was, they plan uh, it kind of. They were almost yeah. They almost planned planned to do it. Not always planned to do it. Like uh, I'll go into the, like the main types of serial killers uh, afterwards, and then, um, and then I just have a few uh, different lists of serial killers that I I find very interesting. So um, my top ten serial killers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all time. Uh, so usually they would kill for some kind of gratification. Would be or they like they keep like mementos and trophies and all sort of kind of stuff like you know mm. they, as yeah they kind of or they're organized or unorganized killers like. Um. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty much um the dash the definition about like even if you kill two people, you could go down as a murderer. Once you kill a third person, you go down as a serial killer. Right. So it has to be three. Yeah, because imagine if you got into an altercation and there was a man and a woman, you killed the both of them. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. That wouldn't okay. really go down as serial killing, like mm. um a bit of once off kind of thing, like. Yeah, third times the charm. Third times the charm. You're a serial killer. That's it. Yeah. So uh the. F- like the first one I was gonna talk about was like thrill thrill seekers, so these are the people they're kind of you you always psychopaths almost. <laughs> um, Simply put, yeah, they they like to play up the law. Um, they enjoy the attention from the media, and they kind of you know they send the messages uh, into the newspapers and pure things attention and, and taunt the police and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, uh, they can kind of keep detailed records too. Those would be the ones that would kind of take things from the body. Would it be like human body parts, or it would take like an earrings or something. Like like souvenir, s- souvenir, yeah, essentially. Um, some plan uh, like to be organized, and then some would be unorganized. Uh, the organized ones, like th- the one for what what thrill seekers look for, is like um, they kind of they like they like the whole stalking process and killing. They love that whole process, and usually then once the person's dead, it's very rare that they'd actually go back to it. It's like the minute that that person's dead, that's it. They're done. Meh, next one. Yeah, next one. Like nice. It, right. Uh, and in some cases, then you have like the likes of uh, necrophiliacs that would go back oh. to the body afterwards and and, do and, things and, the and body just do sexually. things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some uh, some then are unorganized where they're just kind of like this. They just no impulse. They just see it and they just like, have a quick glance around the shoulder, and make sure no one's there, and, and, and go for it. Like yeah, off the cuff. Usually, yeah, uh, they would use weapons and stuff. Um, they would usually rape uh, and stuff like that as well. Uh, and again, lose interest once once they're dead. Essentially, um, they would bury and hide the body that they're kind of way, and very rarely mm. would, would ever go back to it. Um. That's it. So that that there would be like a de- definition of like a, a thrill seeker killer, like right. Okay. Um, I didn't know they like had defined serial killers, but I suppose there is so many different well, types of. Well, it's it's, it's uh, who would who would I 
made up these terms would be the FBI investigators and stuff that would have been tracking them so they can actually mm. put them into category. Psychological profiling. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. they were like, oh, well, this scene from the, the from the murders, the bodies, like, on oh, this, this area is a thrill killer, so it's very hard to catch them, usually, because most of them are organised. They plan everything out. They have, like, kill kits. They have, like, they drive in the different states. Uh, you Like, a lot of my killers, I'm, I'm going to speak about, are from the US, like, <laughs> are from the states, and then I have a few UK ones. All oh, right, okay. Um, so again, I give like a few examples of again like a thrill, thrill seeker killers. Uh, Israel Keys, he was an, an army veteran. Uh, he killed eight people, um, just just on a whim. Uh, mainly it was mainly women and stuff. He killed in uh, and it was way back in Alaska. He wasn't caught in two thousand twelve. Was he? What you say? He was a marine, or was it? A yeah, he was an army veteran. An army like, veteran. Yeah. So I don't know. Did, did war did, fuck him up? Did, did war fuck him up, or maybe? Yeah. Probably. I suppose if he was in war and fighting, he probably would have killed people anyways. Got desensitized to it or some shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then another one then would have been uh, Robert Has uh, Hassan. He killed seventeen women in Alaska. As well, so the same place as, as the last fella. Fuck. Between uh, 1980 and 1983, so 17 women in three years. Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know the Zodiac Killer? He would have been a, pr- he was a prime example for a thrill seeker killer. Right, and pure taunting the fucking media. Pure, pure taunting them, like. Yeah. Um, so the Zodiac Killer, they still don't, they still don't know who that is. He's, he's still. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Never got him. Never, ever got him. Uh, he was in Northern California, kind of he was operating in the late 1960s, 1970s. Um, I think he killed five five kills. He went after he went after like um four men and three women, aged 16 and 29. So um, don't necessarily well, I suppose he did kind of target them like, but mm. um, yeah, uh, he stopped then and oh yeah, he stopped kind of killing then and uh. What was that? I think it was, I think it was like fucking October. So I think it was like near 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 the end of the seventies. He just all of a sudden stopped and just remained anonymous. They, n- they never found him. Um, but he was still taunting the media. Um, he was still taunting the media as well. He used to sense uh, like ciphers and codes and stuff like that there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and so that 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 was his kind of wee sick game. One of them one of them was only solved out of four of them that that he sent. Fuck. Yeah, and then... Very and smart fella then we're, you're dealing yeah, with there, Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So he just kind of been and gone. They don't know, maybe did he die or mm. what happened, you know? And he just all of a sudden just kind of stopped. And after, like, I think... I can, yeah, I think the, the last media taunt was um in the 1970s. And he could have just died or some shit. Could have just died, yeah. Because it's um, not very like much like serial killers just to stop out of nowhere. Most of them man, they can't be stopped. Yeah, they, they just can't help themselves. They kind of get caught, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like an addiction that kind of t- takes over them, like the whole yeah. euphoric kind of feeling you get you get from that there. Yeah, it's like the nah, 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 you can't catch me and just keep, you know, exactly, prodding, yeah. prodding, prodding. Another one would have been, um, you ever hear Son of Sam? No, Son of Sam. S- yeah, Son of Sam. He, he That was, an, that was a, a nickname given to him, or he also used to be known as the, it's like point, uh, forty-four caliber killer. No. So he used to use a, he used to use a handgun. So it's a uh, son of Sam's name. Real name was David. Um, it's like, Bo Boko Bo Becko Beckowitz Beckowitz Be- Be- Beckowitz. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he killed eight people. Again, he would have wrote wrote letters and stuff. Taunting. Taunting and leaving notes. Uh, he was actually also in the U.S. Army, and after he was released, then he, that's when he started killing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
was he when he was caught, uh, what he was doing, he was going just shooting people. It was just cat a handgun, just going up and just rambling, just shooting people. Fuck, war really has fucked you up. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It really does, um, like. So what happened with him, he's down as a trill, secret killer. Right. Because he he originally tried to lie and put himself down as, that's, it's, that's another topic, a, a visionary killer, as and now he was told to do it. And what he said is that uh, a demon or the devil had possessed his neighbor's dog, which was called Sam. And it was the dog that was telling him to oh do all these. Yeah, I swear to God, yeah. Sake. So that's what he he tried to claim that he was insane, but he, of was, course. he was actually found that he was medically fit uh, for it. And that's where that's where the nickname kind of came from. And um, in prison then, he, he came out and said that it wasn't the dog. And he tried to say then that he was part of a satanic uh, group and that the killings were like accepting killings, but it was never proven like. No, he's talking shy, yeah. I think. Uh, so yeah, I think he tried to like, justify his actions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he was a one one man show out out to do his own thing. Like fuck. Um, another type of killer then. So that's someone that goes out like thrill seeker go out. They know fine well what they're gonna do. Um, and they know they almost they know it's bad. You know what I mean? Uh, they enjoy doing it. They enjoy killing. They enjoy all of there. The next one then uh, is a, a, like a mission mission killer. So they believe that they are almost chosen to like de cleanse the population. Oh so sweet Jesus! Yeah, um, that's a bit fucked. They're doing society a favor essentially by killing off, and they would only target a certain group of people. Oh right. Yeah. Um. So they were like young women, prostitutes, drug dealers, um, Hitler and the Jews. Yeah, gays, all that there kind of stuff, man. So that's that's what they would they would almost focus on just them, mm. mainly with prostitutes that that they would go after. They deem them dirty to society and they don't want them in there. So doing society a favor by cleaning them out like essentially right yeah um, half the time they, they end up raping the fucking prostitutes anyway sometimes yeah they do but so these ones are generally not psychotic or like as I said they're, they think that they're doing a deed to the to, for to the betterment of humanity yeah so that's like, fucking yeah, that's a weird way like, to look no, at we it we don't need prostitutes around here so we're gonna kill them or oh, we don't like the drug dealers around here so we're gonna go kill them right you know okay you know so um Another one down would be like people that would go after pedophiles and stuff like that. There, you know what I mean? Can't really argue that though. No, you really can't. Like, in fairness, let it's like let them at it. Like, <laughs> you know, because half the time the fucking the 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 system that is in place for putting these fuckers in prison, they end up fucking getting out. Like, yeah, I uh, and they'll kill. Usually, they kill really quickly, really effectively. Just in a job, you know, they wouldn't really fuck around with a body all out there much. They just fucking. Shoot, shoot them dead or strangle them dead. And just something. leave it there? Just kind of, well, uh, not very often. We try to hide the bodies. They usually just wear loads of kind of gear that they hope that they wouldn't get caught. Mm, right, yeah. Um, And usually they, they won't stop killing till they're caught because no one's telling them that they're doing a bad thing. <laughs> they still think that they're doing a good thing kind of thing. Uh, oh, that's so fucked. An example of that there would have been um Joseph P. Franklin. He was a former KKK member. Oh. From the Ku Klux Klan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he killed four people in 1980, uh, all prostitutes. Um, another one down would have been Gary Ridgway. Uh, he was known as the Green River Killer. Uh, same thing. He would he killed 48 women. 48. Yeah, young, young, young woman, teen, teen girls, and prostitutes and stuff. He he, he went after and killed. Not, and you know how how long in the space of how long? And I d- that was over a space of like 12, 12, 13 years. It kind of started around nineteen eighty and um went up to nineteen nineties. Now he Jesus. confessed to seventy one killings, but they could only confirm forty eight. So he confessed to seventy one, and yeah, he would just strangle them, strangle them, and yeah, usually now he he would have he would have raped some of them, 
but yeah, wasn't really his. Not really his. Uh, there was only some, some like um. So that's where maybe he's confessing to so many, and then they were discarding some. You know what I mean? Mm. Or maybe they could just never find them again. Uh, so the next one then is like a visionary killer. So this is someone that would um, they'd have like a psychotic break, whether it be like drugs or alcohol, or they just literally just lose their mind, or they feel like they were that they were possessed by something. Um, or what? It heard voices in their head, kind heard, of. Job. Heard heard voices in their head, yeah. Or or, or like um like multiple por- um personality disorder. Okay. They believe that there was someone else at that their time, and it does actually work for for quite a few defense cases. And it's mm. saying like, oh no, I was I was having a psychotic, I don't remember it, and blah blah blah, and they just put it down as like you're probably going to an insane asylum instead, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were they were and they believe that like they were, like y- that they didn't necessarily kill the people that the entity that took over them killed the person so they nice. almost distance themselves from it like um mm. most of them are like mentally ill and they're usually always random killings there's no specific target for them it's like they might just have a fucking break and see someone just decide to kill them like jesus yeah. spur of the moment so um that's where that david um son of sam the david Br- Br- bratsky kind of came in yeah where he claimed that his dog done it but he confessed that in prison said that it, that was all horseshit like jesus christ um oh another one of that there would have been um herbert mullen so <laughs> this is a very interesting one um how we came to this conclusion is beyond me but um he killed 13 people and he claimed that the reason he was killing uh, people was uh, because it was preventing earthquakes. That's fucked. That's fucked. And preventing he, earthquakes he, from he happening. He was preventing earthquakes by killing people. He was like sacrificing the people. And um to stop the earthquakes. To stop the earthquakes. This is in what th- this is in Cal- this is in California. Uh, he was arrested in 1973 and then to like to like vindicate his story, he had after he was arrested, it was a five point eight earthquake <laughs> in California. After he got arrested, after he got arrested, yeah. Oh, that's a bit fucking. That's a bit weird, man. <laughs> yeah, it would so be ironic if he fucking died in the earthquake too. Yeah, it? you know, so, something like that there. But yeah, yeah, fucking. Um, and then the next kind of big one. These are like the four main groups that they would kind of classify serial killers into. They would be power and control. They're just absolute psychopaths. They just. They they enjoy hurting people and seeing fear and scre- people screaming and inflicting pain. They just enjoy it like that. Yeah, nearly a sexual fucking thing. They're just a sadist, like. Mm. Um, no, well, yeah. So uh, they're like they're very organized. They'd be very very organized again. They'd have kill kill grips or kill things. They'd be very they plan everything out. They'd stalk their victim and stuff. But um, yeah, methodical kind of thinkers. They, yeah, exactly. And not off. They'd be the almost. They just want to inflict as much pain. Kinda. Sounds like you, Mickey. You're scribing yourself there, boy. So I don't inflict <laughs> no pain. I'm a kickboxer. Like then, then people agree to get kicked in the head, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So usually they would come. The reason they they're like they're usually very ruthless, absolutely ruthless. And there's a usually a good history of usually child abuse at a young age oh, and yeah. that kind of makes them feel powerless as a child and inadequate as an adult mm. so they have to they have to like justify it they have to justify it to themselves that they're strong and stuff so this is why they would go and do it and they would use like sexual abuse and Jesus yeah um, not motivated by lust as in like they're not doing this they're, they're not raping for sex for sexual gratification it's like because they know that by raping they're causing the pain 
Right. Like, if that makes any sense, they're not doing it out of lust. They're doing it. They're doing it to hurt people essentially. Like that's fucking. Yeah. Fucked. So one of the main examples of one of them boys would be Ted Bundy. Oh right. Inf- okay. Infamous, infamous Ted Bundy. Mr. Ted. Um, there's some great uh, Netflix interviews or not interviews. Um, but there's two shows on it. Um, there's uh, the Ted Bundy tapes, mm. and they're all proper footage of all those tapes. He was a he was a crazy man, man. Uh, he was really smart. Right. He was. He was very charismatic as well. He was. Yeah. Even um, he fired his his whole trial was just unprecedented. Like it was just he never seen it happen before. Yeah. Was his trial not the first ever kind of serial killer? No, high profile. Yeah. Kind of like that was televised properly. uh, Yeah. I think it was. You know. Um. uh, And uh, for good reason, man. They he there was some twists on it. He fired his attorney and decided to become his own attorney, which he was allowed to do. And he studied small bits of law. And because he was his own attorney, he kind of knew how to wiggle his way through the system because he had given himself certain rights as an attorney, which means he was allowed to access certain things that the fan wouldn't just be able to access. Uh-huh, right. You know, um, this led to him making two escapes from from prison while he was on trial. Get yeah, away. He also, um, he also married, he got married in court because he read in the law book that as long as there was uh, like a public official, a judge uh, present, that a marriage could take place. So in the middle of his trial, he turned around to his, to his then girlfriend and proposed her and married her. In court. In court, while he was doing a murder trial, like. That girl's f- fucked. Yeah, and she actually, Why? and because then he had a wife, uh, he was allowed certain visitations and stuff like that there, um, uh, and certain time alone, I think he might have signed her up for something that he gave Jesus. her, her the money control, so they were allowed to spend time together, he actually had a kid in prison, he managed to have sex with her in prison and, 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 and have a, and have a way in. What while the? Was, <laughs> I swear oh. to God, man, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very, very good. Another good one then is um, Ted, just Ted Bundy. It's another movie. It's called Ted Bundy. Zach Efron plays him. Oh, and Zac he plays Efron, him yeah. very, very well. So he does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very, very good. So what Ted Bundy kind of would have done, he would have, um, he has 30 kills down. Uh, that's, that's, that's a score like. High <laughs> <laughs> score, 30 kills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, again, as you said, he was very handsome and char- charismatic. If yeah. Anyone, if anyone ever kind of knows what he looks like. Uh, he would have faked injuries. He would have come up with like fake casts and or pretend to be disabled and all that kind of stuff to get gain trust to people. Um, he also would have worked part time before he started killing. He, he would have done a lot of work in police offices. Now he wasn't a police officer, but he kind of like was like journalist or investigator. But he gained a lot of knowledge, and he worked in so many different states that he realized the police weren't effective at transferring information between states. So he very rarely killed in the same state. He would travel around because he knew he'd uh, he'd an advantage because they wouldn't be able to share the information. Fucking as, hell, yeah. smart fucking boy. He was, yeah. He used to fake. He used to fake being a cop, as well. Like, and yeah, he just killed and and sometimes he would he would have um, been a necrophiliac as well. Did sh- did Ted have a fucked up childhood? He did. So what happened there was um his mum had a baby uh, had him out of wedlock he never knew who his dad was right uh, and when he was growing up the mum moved him to the grandparents and he grew up thinking that his grandparents were his real parents and his mum was his sister oh my god and then gosh. he found out the truth then eventually and this this wow. apparently this apparently um, kind of 
unhinged them almost like because we just we was lied to. My sister's my mother. Yeah, and he didn't. Then he just he <laughs> felt like he felt really kind of inadequate then because he didn't have a dad and all sorts of stuff. Uh. But his grandfather would have been really abusive as well to him, oh. him and the grandmother. So we kind of would have seen that kind of grown up as well. Like yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, he uh, he would have um, revisited the bodies then again, and slightly huge if he killed the body, we'd take it home and keep it for as long as he could until so, it like starts putrefying, like, and then we go out and just get rid of it. He twelve, he used to keep things well. He had like, tw- twelve heads and stuff. He'd, oh, he kept heads. Yeah, like, twelve. He was when when he was arrested, he had twelve um decapitated head it, victims, like in his house. Yeah, in his house, like. I like the. The smell, like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, and I said, like, he escaped twice from, from prison, so he did. Uh, one, one, during one time, he, um, he was being his own attorney, and he required a break, and he wanted to go to the library, mm. and the officer accidentally left a window open in the library in, like, third or second floor, and he just out the window in a way. And then another time, um, he was being held, this is, I think this is before or afterwards. I don't I forget which one was first. But um he yeah, when actually forward out there, he um he was actually strengthening up. He knew he was gonna do this there. I think he spotted that this this window was in the Sir Library and he was allowed to be given free times and his cuffs were taken off because he was allowed to read his own material and stuff and build a case. So that Perf. that was a like a loophole that he found. And he actually he actually like strengthened his ankles by jumping off his top bunk repeatedly onto the floor. To straighten up his ankles, get to get ready for the jump lock. Get away! So yeah. it wouldn't shatter his fucking. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, how far was the drop? I wonder. I think it was like two or three stories, man. He jumped Fuck. out of there, landed on a hedge, and took took way off. I. <laughs> and then um, I can't remember then the second time how he escaped. I but. Uh, That's madness. Another one, another kind of power control one would have been John Wayne Gracie. Oh, yeah. this is the clown boy, this, isn't it? This is the clown, the clown. Pogo killer. the clown or some shit. Pl- well, he went by two clown names. He had Pogo and he had Patch. Oh, right. Yeah, Pogo the clown and Patch the clown. Um, and did he ever? Did he only kill when dressed as a clown? No, no, no. Okay. The, like, the clown was a complete cover. Oh, he, right. He actually was a child in entertainment. He would have went around hospitals and stuff and actually entertained sick kids in and hospitals. That's probably and where he fucking got his victims. And birthdays and parties and stuff. Now he was he he would have he would he would have killed young young boys and and men, young men. Yeah, he but he've not like gone to kids' birthday parties and like picked out like maybe a daddy or a. Oh, I'm just I'm, I'm yeah, just yeah, just maybe maybe um, but yeah. He he was a clown and said known as Pogo and Patch and he started killing in nineteen seventy two till nineteen seventy eight. Uh and they reckon he killed thirty three people. Thirty three. Thirty three, yeah. That magic number. And um what he would do is this is in the Chicago area. He would he had a ranch house and he would he would have brought them all up to the ranch house, showing them car tricks and magic tricks and there, and the next thing we just killed them, yeah. So he was he was a bit of a bad boy. Um, he he had twenty six people buried on his on his property. Yeah, twenty six buried in crawl spaces and stuff underneath his home and out there. Yeah. What? Oh, they're in they're in the house that he buried them. Yeah. Not on his not on his like yeah, property. Yeah, he, he would kill them in the ranch and bury them on on the property. Like. Oh my god. Yeah. And then the, another one is uh, Dennis Raider. A lot of people know him as the BTK killer. BTK. Bind, torture, kill. Jesus, which he, which he, which he gave his own nickname. Oh, he, he nicknamed himself. Yeah, he was he was also another one that would uh, he would have sent taunt letters and stuff to the to the newspapers and the police and stuff. He used to taunt them. Uh, yeah, he he killed ten ten um people, 
between 1974 and 1991. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and Quite prolific. Yeah, he was... He, uh, so he kind of stopped killing after 1991, and then he sent another letter to a news media in 2004, and he was arrested then a year later, 2005. They nabbed him because of the letter. Yeah, he, so he actually, well, as far as I know, he'd stopped killing for, for, for a good while, and then they just decided to flaunt or flex, and they actually caught him. And he pled guilty then to, to the 33 things, and that was in, Wit- in Wichka. Fuck. Yeah, so, yeah, B- BTK killer, you can kind of guess from the name, bind, torture, kill. Jesus. Sadistic. Very sadistic. I yeah. can't believe he sent a letter. Yeah, after what, why? Af- after getting away with it for so long. Like, yeah, and it got, got got him caught. Yeah, I could, yeah. Like, do you think that's like in his subconscious deep down he was like, I want to get caught and I'm going to send a letter? Maybe. Why? Like, well, look, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, go for so long. Why Why? Why out of the blue send a letter that could possibly, you know, I think he'd send get so you arrested? He'd send so many letters before and they never got caught. He just thought, oh, oh my, Billy might Big the, Bulls. Might scare the people here and try to think that, uh, that I'm still out there and a stuff. A bit too big for his shoes. Possibly. And got um, caught. So then, on the, so that's like the four main ones that they can classify most people into. And then they have like, they've loads of different types of, um, they've loads of different types of kind of killers then. Uh, they have... Uh, Black Widow Black Widow killer take a guess uh, a woman who kills her husband not just what, not just a husband it's just men in general oh the core of Black Widow because she kills men in general yeah it's oh just right. a, a woman a woman that kills men would be called a Black Widow and the reason she's called Black Widow is because uh, the Black Widow spider yeah uh, so she mates with the she mates with a male <laughs> and the minute the minute she is the, the, the male will like protect her <laughs> and uh, the minute she lays the eggs, she'll kill and eat the male. Oh, that's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> always, always, 100%. Well, always, the male will stick around to protect it, and uh, she'll just, once the legs are hatched, you she'll think, just... Uh, you think the word to get around in the spider circles, no, not to be at that black widow bitch, she'll kill you. Mm. <laughs> don't be, don't be in the fucking mating with that one. So, that's, that's, that there would be uh, a black widow killer. And then mm. the next one, then, is a spree killer. So, this is someone that goes on just a killing spree. For no reason, just... Let's kill everybody. Just maybe they might have had a crack. Maybe they just killed and then they thought, oh, my life's over. And they just kept on killing. That kind of way, you know, Christ. they thought they were going to be caught and they just thought, I'm going out here with a bang. <laughs> and they would just keep going and going and going until until they're usually caught or killed. Um, so, yeah, that's the definition of someone that kills someone. Then their day usually don't last very long. No, no. they have no planning or no organization no. to them. It's just sporadic. Like. Yeah, sporadic. Um, like you might get a year or two years on it. Like ah. a lot of couples kind of would be like spree killers in a way. Um, and then the next one then would be like a lust killer. So this is someone that kills purely for sexual arousal. Like, oh, completely. That's 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 the only reason to do it. Like, they right. they have this. They're just like um, sexual urge to kill. That's it. Yeah, they just they just find that that that's, that's fucked. Yeah, it's the way, only way you can get off is kill people, man. That's. Uh, go have a wank go and have a <laughs> wank in the fucking toilet yeah. and be done with your dirty shit yeah. you, your mind's your own little place you can fucking picture whatever you want why are you going out there <laughs> people just to get a little that, man I think it's people that decide to act on act on their fantasies and yeah, stuff yeah that's fucking um, and then you have group killers so they would like they would form clubs and stuff also known as like cults um, and they would kill then for like sacrifices or acceptance into the group so like satanic Satanic oh, okay. cults and stuff. Mm. They they would be um kind of group killers, and then to be nominated into the group, you'd have to go and kill someone and take back maybe something to prove that you killed them. Like right, yeah, yeah like initiation. Then, yeah, so like um they would be like the likes of the Man- Manson murders. 
Oh, they're they like would, a cult, basically. Yeah, a cult. Yeah, and, okay. and, and any kind of cult would be, and they go out and kill. They would be, they'd be classified as like a, a group, group, group killers. Yeah. And then you have mass murderers. Right. Okay. So, like, what what's the difference between a mass murderer and a serial killer? Um, like I said, serial killers kind of, did serial killers kind of target people for a certain reason? They they get they gratify something from it. Mm. Mass murders literally only kill for for the fun of killing, just for the sake of killing, just for the sake of no killing. Okay, they right. would kill large peoples, large groups of people at a time. Uh, no specific target. You know what I mean? They would just, just look random. Yeah, they would like school shootings and stuff would be would go down as mass murder. Oh, okay, right, you know? right. And yeah, yeah. would just go and there's no specific target. It just starts just, just yeah. op- opens up and then like public assaults. So you hear like the the shootings in like Las Vegas and stuff like that. I remember all the people at the concert and there was yeah, yeah. yeah. So he would like he would be a mass murderer as well. Mm. Uh, and then like bombings and arsons and stuff like that when they burn down apartment buildings and bomb buildings and stuff. They don't know who's inside it. They just decide to do it and that's what they want to do. Fuck. I see. Let's go try backtrack there for a second. Did you ever look into the Las Vegas shootings? I did, and Dodgy. I heard a lot of funny Dodgy. things. Yeah. I think there was multiple shooters, man. I th- I think that as well. Uh, reason being, there was like a few uh, videos that people had, and you, you could hear different sounds of guns yeah. and coming from different directions. Yeah, you could. Whereas uh, apparently it was this one man that he logged into a hotel and dragged all the stuff up over a series of days. Yeah, it was all very strange. Yeah. The, um, uh, the official narrative was a bit strange. Like. Yeah, and then uh, wasn't there people saying that there was someone standing in the... that there was someone on the ground shooting people as well? Yeah, there was reports of that. There was there reports was. of people on the ground as well, mm. so I don't know what the what the idea behind it was. Yeah. Um, Scare people getting into groups again, or I don't know. Like. Yeah, I never delved too much into it before I've looked at and seen. I was like, no, this seems like multiple shooters. I remember it was all over, it was all over the front pages, like... Yeah, uh, that was shocking. Bad. That, that, that was a bit nuts. So that's kind of that's kind of what justifies or how you can categorize a serial like serial killers essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, from from what I've gathered, anyways. I never even realized there's so many different types. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the FBI that do the profiling on this. Yeah, well, if for anyone that hasn't watched Mindhunter, oh. If you were telling me to watch this, I think I watched like a wee bit of the first episode. I was really tired when I was putting it on. I never actually went back to it, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Like it's, you know, based um, off a book of the guy that did the whole um, psychological profile and was the kind of the first, with, with another fella, first to kind of um, look at serial killers in, well, first ter- coined the term serial killer and looked at serial killers in a different way, getting to know their psyche getting to know how they thought, getting to know why they'd done this, looking back into their p- p- past, like, you know, their upbringing and looking at, you know, different traits, different things that all kind of linked each killer. And, like, and it was very interesting, very, yeah. very interesting. And how he was kind of, um, how the FBI kind of treated him or kind of looked at him at first was like, you're a fucking mental fucking idiot, taping these recordings and going chatting to these fucked up people. Why do you want to do this? And then, you know, the work that that man done, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but... You know, paved the way f- for for where we are now, yep. and put really put really I put it forward. I put like down, I put down a taught like a like a, a, a rule book to follow, almost mm. that you could a precedent almost nearly. Yeah, yeah you mm. could almost be like, all right, you s- you can you someone you find three or four dead bodies, and they're in a certain location. You can like, you can just know from the bodies where they raped, where they this, where they, you know what was the method, where mm. they like you they like because of that there, they would almost be able to tell whether it was like a male or female that killed them. Yeah. females always tend to like drug a victim because it depends who they're killing if they're killing usually males because they can't overpower them they can overpower them so usually mm. they either drug them or they use like a gun and like that there kind of stuff yeah Um. so and again 
they could just tell was it psychotic you know they could tell maybe by looking at the body that this fella is going to have fit of rage and just lose it and kill and kill your man and if they keep finding bodies like that they they can pick it out and they'll be able to profile your man and say this man lives alone he's you know he had this issue when he was younger and you know he, that's just as you said they kind of paved the way for making investigating them mm. easier and making it easier to track them down essentially yeah, a different way of, of investigating looking at um serial killers too I thought it was really, really fucking interesting now, Mindhunter. I think it actually got cancelled, though. Did it? I think it did, man. I'm pretty sure it did, and there was an uproar over it, like... Yeah. Dirty fucking bastards. They always cancel the good shows, man. So, what what kind of serial killers have you looked into? Well, I have uh, have a couple here. I do... I have one, two... I think I have three. Yeah, I do. I have three here, man. Um, The first one that I looked into... Oh, I thought I thought this man was just weird, and I actually haven't heard of him before. Have you ever heard of Albert Fish? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> sit down, get tight, get all cozy now, boy. <laughs> just read you a bedtime story. <laughs> tuck me in. <laughs> I'll tuck you in nice and tight. You're all right. Okay, so let's take a little sip here of my lovely Carlsberg. Little uh, sponsorship, Carlsberg. Probably the best beer in the world. Yeah, for probably the best podcast in the world. <laughs> That's it. What a pleasure. So, Albert Fish. Oh, Jesus. Right, this guy, he was born in 1870. So we're going back quite a while here. We're going back a long, long time uh, in Washington, D.C. And he has. Well, he was given many nicknames. He was given the Brooklyn Vampire. He was given the Werewolf of Wisteria. And he was also given the Grey Man. And uh, as a child, of course, like... Nine times out of ten, it goes back to their childhood, man. It really does. Like, um, as a child, he was plagued by mental illness. Illness, um, as were a number of his family members. Actually, um, not only his brother, who was in an asylum, uh, his uncle had also be had also been diagnosed with um, mania, while his mother routinely experienced visual hallucinations. So already you're in a fucked up yeah, environment there. There's something, there's something wrong with the family already. Jesus, like. man. You know, um, his father then was uh, 75 years old at the time of his birth and he died when Albert was only five years old. And his widowed mother didn't really have the resources to properly take care um, of Albert and his three siblings alone um Oh, sorry, and we couldn't look after him or his three siblings. And um, she ended up putting him into an orphanage in the state. And it was here that, you know, he kind of gets a bit real fucked. He gets um, a real notion, a real passion for pain while at this uh, orphanage. Because yeah, infl- inflicting pain, like... Yeah, enjoying inflicting and I think I think also experiencing pain. Okay. Um, the caretakers at the orphanage, they regularly beat the children and uh, occasionally they encourage the children to hurt each other as well. Um, so, like, you know, while the other children have lived in fear of these, you know, caretakers and these people abusing them or having to, hit, you know, fight other children, he absolutely reveled in it. He loved it. Albert Fish reveled in it. Yeah, loved it. Um, he He's quoted of saying, uh, I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully, unmercifully whipped, I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. Um, so, yeah, he came to enjoy and associate pain with pleasure. And, yeah, that's a just, yeah. And later then, that would seep into sexual gratification. 
And when his mother became mentally stable and financially self-efficient to look after the kids again, um, he went back to her in, in 1880. And um, the damage was already done, though. The damage was already done. So it's yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's interesting if if what happens if he didn't have got if he didn't go to the orphanage. Yeah. If the mother was there to even though it was already a bit of a weird environment, you know, with his family having Did it turn out different? Maybe did, Maybe. did, the, did the orphanage really in, incite the whole you can hurt people here and mm. it's okay to hurt people and yeah. you kinda of made it acceptable to hurt people like Well he quote himself, that's just that's where I got started wrong, was in that orphanage. So yeah. interesting now, you know. But um he but even after he left the orphanage, he not only continued to beat himself, but he he began a really unhealthy relationship with a tele telegram boy and uh this <laughs> this kid that he kind of got involved with uh actually introduced him to um the sexual practices of consuming human waste so like urine and shit oh yeah. what now there's actually a word for it, it's like urine i can't remember now for the urine and the yeah but yeah he would eat it yeah man consuming okay. human waste well, he's already a mentally unstable if you're eating shit and piss like yeah but he was getting like a sexual thing out of eating consuming human i know man That's yeah messed up. yeah and it was from a wee boy a wee telegraph boy yeah man it's fucking messed up so um moving on then when he was like 20 he moved to new york city and this is where his crimes against children started. He, uh, yeah, he was. Was it so when he was twenty? He was he was he was targeting children, was he? This is where yeah he started targeting children. Uh, he moved to New York twenty. Um, he became increasingly curious about the pain of others, and he wanted to learn more. Okay. Yeah, about inflicting pain on others, and. What he what he started doing was he started prostituting himself out and he'd molest young boys then, you see, the bastard. And he'd lure them into the home and rape and torture them. And uh, a nail-studded paddle was his favourite weapon. Oh, bad, bad bastard, bad, yeah. man. And we haven't even got into it yet, like, you know. Um, but amazingly, shockingly, he actually married. He married a woman uh, that his mother had introduced to him and he fathered six children with her. Jesus. Yes, indeed. And... He never, ever abused his own kids really? or the wife. No, never. Never laid a hand and on did them. And did he keep a secret from them? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like didn't know fuck all about his, yeah, and how he, yeah, how his brain really worked and shit. Uh, but he continued, continued raping and torturing um, other children throughout their childhood. Um, but as time went on, he found it increasingly difficult to conceal the symptoms of his mental illness, you know, leading to his wife then to eventually leave him um, for another man, of course, wouldn't you? <laughs> 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 Mary, I want to eat the shit again. No, I don't, I don't want to eat shit tonight. <laughs> oh, let me piss on you one more time. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, but um, so after his wife left him, uh, his self-harm uh, grew quite, quite considerably. Um, you know, uh, he used to, oh man, th this is, this is like rough. He not only stuck needles in his groin and stuff, he, <laughs> he, uh, stuffed wool covered in lighter fluid into his anus and it would set it on fire. Oh, what? Yeah, he man. just really like hurt himself like? Yeah, man, that is, that is fucked. That's, that's rough. Yeah, that is, that is bad. Um, he also started having, um, auditory hallucinations, hearing voices and stuff. And, um... At one point, he recalls uh, wrapping himself in a carpet because John the Apostle told him to do so. 
Okay. Yeah, he's he's, he's just he's just nuts. He's gone. Clearly nuts. Like, so when the wife left, did she take the kids and all that with him? And he was after them. Like, no. No. See, I just if he he began teaching his own children, uh, these strange and you know, sado what what would you call it? Sadistic. S- no. Sadomistic. S- is sadom, it? Yeah, sadomonistic or I don't know the fuck. Um, teaching them all sort of these weird fucking games, and then he started developing a fucking obsession with, um, cannibalism. And uh, he started uh, dabbling into consuming human flesh. Uh, he even began to eat raw meat. And he often invited his children to share in his eatings of the meat. People? Yeah, man. Fuck. So, like, wh- wh- what age were the kids at the, the, the age? Were they still young? Uh, or? Yeah, they were young. Yeah. Like they were young. But um, one of his most, I think, well, yeah, probably his most famous killing would be uh, Grace Budd, a young 10-year-old. Um so by 1919, his obsession with torture and cannibalism had, you know, pushed him to start contemplating, you know, like going on a bit of a killing fucking spree. Like um, and he always looked for uh, vulnerable, vul- vulnerable children, you know, such as maybe, you know, intellectually dis- you know, disabled um, orphans or homeless black children. Um, because he assumed that they wouldn't be missed, you see. Yeah. No one would care. No one would know where they're gone. They wouldn't be fucking missed. And um, he would later claim then at his trial that God was speaking to him, commanding him to torture and consume young children. It was all God's fault. Yeah. It was all God's fault. So what Grace, um, w- how he came in contact with Grace, or how he you know came about finding her was he would scour advertisements in local papers. Uh, put out by families that were looking for people to perform housework or, you know, looking for young men to do some work, basically. And it was through one of the other times that he found um, uh, the Bud family. And actually, funny enough, Grace, the wee girl, was not his original target. The original target was actually the brother, her older brother, Edward. He really, he had his sight set on him now, so he did. Um, so when meeting the family, he introduced himself as Frank Howard, and he claimed to have some farm work upstate, and blah de blah and whatever, be interested in doing it. And Edward declined, didn't really, just got a weird vibe of him, and was like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And as he was trying to, like, you know, chat to Edward or whatever, he fucking spotted behind, on the porch, wee little Grace, 10-year-old Grace, and thought... Mm-mm-mm. got a new plan here now i've gotten myself a new plan and literally there and then he said oh you know i'm i'm, I'm in i'm in i'm in town at the minute for um for my niece's birthday would would grace like to come down with me and go to the party and uh yeah the unassuming looking stranger of, of, of albert fish convinced the parents to let him take the daughter to the niece's birthday party and they never saw her, saw him or her again well, I see him, but never saw her again. Didn't see him for a long, long time. So what happened to we Grace? So Albert Fish took Grace and he and she was dressed in her Sunday best as well to his house. And he basically hid upstairs in the bedroom naked. So not to get blood blood in his clothes. And while Grace was outside picking wildflowers, he beckoned her inside. And uh, she screamed at the sight of him. And he grabbed her before she could flee. And uh, he actually actually sent a letter to the family about what he did. And his letter was, first, I stripped her naked. 
How she did kick, bite and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take the meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. The letter had obviously been intended to inflict awful fucking pain on the family. Yeah. But actually it was his downfall. That letter was his downfall, funny enough. Because the paper he'd written, the paper that he'd written on, uh, it was a piece of stationery that came from the New York Private uh, Chauffeur's uh, Benefit Association. And police inquired with the company. And they'd found that the paper had been left behind by a janitor from the company at a, at a, at a house that he'd been staying at. Uh, and at that same house was an a, was an, was a man called Albert Fish that was renting, and upon learning that Albert Fish stroke uh, was very very um, similar to um, Howard, as he introduced himself to that family as Howard, yeah, they started thinking mm, this could be the boy here, and um, got him, interviewed him, and straight away admitted all, confessed, Did, confessed everything straight up in an instant, like. Um, like and he didn't just confess to Grace; he confessed to dozens of other children, dozens. Like, uh, but in the end, only three children could be uh, proven to be his victims. In the end, and how many? Do you know how many? How many he's claimed? Uh oh, I don't know. Did I actually get that number, man? But yeah, so it's probably high enough. Uh yeah. Oh no, it would be, it would be. Um, he did have a trial. Uh, he tried his best to demonstrate that he was insane, which he fucking was. By yeah. By right, he was, but um, the <laughs> the judge took none of it. The judge was just like, "Nah, you're guilty. You're going to prison. Fuck you." Oh no, no, no! Oh, you're you're not going. Oh, back then, man, it was uh, oh electrocution, electrocution, um, and would fish. Then while he was behind bars, he actually wrote a series of notes regarding his crimes and uh he claimed that he had a, that that he killed a child in every state so he claimed but it's, it remains unconfirmed yeah Don't so know he's talking like he's talking about 50 children like yeah apparently so um and before his execution uh his his attorney actually refused point blank to share the notes they've, they've never been seen or read you know um because he took a glance at them and said, it was like, well, that's fucked. Um, that no one's ever, ever going to see that. He said, it was the most filthy string of obscenities that I've ever read. And it will never be shown to anyone. And that, was, that was Albert. Good old Albert Fish. That's mental. He's a bit fucked in the head. <laughs> he is, clearly. <laughs> clearly a bit fucked in the head. Oh, man. Um, How someone can do that to kids as well, it's just worse again. Like that's a man just choosing a weak, a weak victim. You know what I mean? Mm. Um... And that that was obviously just his target. Maybe maybe it stemmed from from being in the in the home. And yeah, the orphanage. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Don't think I did him any favors now. No. Um. So I I I I've looked up. I I have a few of them here. I've I have a couple. I've been I have a few men, and then I kind of went on down to some females, and then I went to some groups. Groups, as like in cults, uh, like no, no, not groups. Sorry, um, like uh, couples. Oh, couples. couples! Yeah, there's 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 two or three notorious couples there that um oh. that I've heard about, like uh, especially listen to the documentaries and stuff. But uh, they were appeared up a few times, um. So I'll go on. First one was uh, Wayne Williams. Uh, he was arrested in nineteen eighty one for killing two men, 
Um, he's believed to kill twenty. He's believed to kill about twenty three to thirty people, and it was all in Atlanta. Uh, he was known as the Atlanta child murderer. Ugh. Yeah, he Lovely. was. He he was number. That's so he killed the two men. That's what he was caught for. But it was twenty. It was about thirty kids. The 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 it's kids that 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 they actually killed. Oh, for fuck. Yeah. Um. Another fellow then would be uh, uh, Edmund Kemper. Uh, oh, I think he is featured in the Mindhunter. Uh, he's the first episode, isn't yeah, he? I, well, yeah. I think he's uh, he's in it. He's, uh, he's uh. Uh, he was he was called a co-ed killer. Right. Uh, he killed. Uh, he kind of kind of messed up childhood. Um, oh, he did something with the mother mummy issues or some he shit. He did, yeah. So he was living in uh, California. What is what is mum? Uh, he was kind of abused by his mum as well, uh, and then he left. He left. Uh, the mum took him somewhere, and he ended up leaving and going back. He was like he's there with the grandparents and the mum. Like, um, after he got a finally got away kind of from from the mother, he um, he went back to the grandparents and he first killed the grandparents. He was fifteen. Wow! Killed both his grandparents. So he did. Um. At fifteen, at fifteen years of age, Jesus. he was uh, he was a big man, and he was also a very smart man. He was about six foot nine, so over to over o- over two meters tall. So he was good luck to try and, and stop that. He had an IQ of one hundred and forty five. Incredibly smart, incredibly big, strong man. Like, um, yeah, is that um, he's a killer. He was a rapist, and he was a ne- necrophiliac. Mm. Um. So he originally killed his uh, his two grandparents That's at fucked. age fifteen. That is mad. He was diagnosed as a uh, paranoid schizophrenic. Oh, and right. he was sent then to a state hospital then in California as an as uh, uh, I said Ahascarado, Ahascarado. Can't quite pronounce it. No. But um. I'm yeah. Sure so is. he got out. He was released then at twenty one. From that third place, so after six years after killing his grandparents, fuck. Yeah, he he usually targeted young kind of female hitchhikers, uh, and that's how he picked them up on the side of the road, drove them to a secluded area, uh, and he would he would have killed them, and they would, he would have brought the bodies back home then for dismemberment, and uh, after then when he's kind of decided that he's going down the wrong path, he decided to go and kill his mum. Uh, and when he drove uh, to find his mum, she had a friend there, and he ended up killing the two of them, and killed his mum and his grandparents and the mum's friend, and then turned himself into the police. He turned himself in. Turned himself in straight afterwards. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why? No man. He just, you know, uh, and he's been. I think he said in an interview he's happier in prison. I think he knew what he wasn't going to stop. Oh, he kind of did it for his own, well, for the good of everyone. Yeah. He was like, I need to get, I need to be put in prison. Yeah. That's mad that he can still kind of comprehend what he's doing is fucked and I need to get locked away. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so another one then, uh, another very, very notorious serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh... This boy is fucked. He's so fucked. So he is. This guy um, is fucking mental. So kind of Jeffrey at a Jeffrey at a young age, he wasn't very social. He kind of liked it. He liked acting really weird in public, and he didn't necessarily have friends. But people would be around him because he was very funny, 
to be around, if that make any sense. He'd okay. be very disruptive in class. He would pretend to have like epileptic seizures uh, and you know, get it. He would just like he would call class it, clown. It was called spazzing out. You say, Oh Jeffrey spaz out, spaz out and he would just next to me drop on the floor and spaz out and act like a having a seizure. Act like he's having a seizure or act all crazy. Sometimes he would just like dance around and throw all the paper in the air and throw stuff all around the place. He would just go just lose it like uh, and I got to the point then where people were actually paying him to do it. They would actually go down to like a mall and they're like, oh, they give him money and he'd cause a huge big scene in the mall and everybody laughing, recording him and all, there, all this kind of stuff. Like Jesus, right, okay. Yeah, um, didn't really have a lot of friends. But what he started doing then was drinking. He started drinking at a young age. His parents were kind of fighting. They were very, very going at one another's throat all the time. Mm. Um, he, at a young age, he kind of had a fascination for, he used to find roadkill and he would take them into like he had a little shed uh, I think his dad was a chemist and he would bleach the bones and these chemicals and at the start his father thought he was just uh, interested with bones and anatomy and stuff like that and he took it as like a healthy thing that he was, he was interested because he wasn't actually killing the animals little did he know so to say and eventually then he did start killing, he started killing animals then and um, yeah cutting off the heads and 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 taking all the meat off and like really real fascination for bones. Um but after the parents kinda were arguing a while a lot a lot of tension kinda went off him and he started drinking and he was getting really, really drunk so he was, um, all the time. He actually went he was in the army so he was. He joined the army then. While he was in the army he caused absolute mayhem. Um, he's been reported that he had tied up and raped fellow fucking soldiers in camps. He was really sadistic in there, and it was almost like scaring them because he knew he was sharing things. He scared them that they wouldn't go and rat on him. Like they would never go and tell the officials, and they just kind of let it happen. Probably wouldn't fucking believe them either. Yeah, exactly, man. And I just um, they just he done it. Apparently, he done it to loads Jesus of people many, many Christ. times. Like eventually he was kicked out of the army for drinking he was o- over drinking way too much and right alcoholic alcoholic essentially yeah um and yeah so what he eventually done he went on to kill 17 men and slash boys he was he was gay uh, oh right he was gay man he was and he didn't quite know that he was gay but he ah. that's i think that's what kind of he had like a hard him. time accepting that he had a very hard time accepting it Fuck, um, right. and the first kind of fascination the first time he had actually planned to kill was actually his doctor so he was <laughs> yeah he, he was from um, milwaukee so he was uh. he was known as the milwaukee cannibal that was that was his name whenever he was whenever he was found that's that that's what they named him in the papers but his first fascination was his, he had a doctor, male, young male doctor. He lived just down the road from him and he used to jog all the time, this doctor. And what he started doing was hiding in the bush and he would stalk the doctor and he had a baseball bat with him. And what he was wanted to do was, he just wanted to lie with men. He wanted to lay down beside them and he see was this for him, but he didn't want them to be again, judging him. He didn't want them to be conscious when he was doing this. Like So he used okay. to have all these like, weird dreams and like uh, visions of himself like lying down with this doctor and this is and this focus into him wanting to kill him and eventually uh, he was sitting in a, in a bush one day with the baseball bat ready to kill the doctor something happened when he was going to do it i think he did a bus drive by or something like that there and he missed his opportunity and he didn't do it and so he kind of this played in his head for a lot lot more uh, straight after his college, his when he finished his school in his college, 
the um parents immediately broke up mm-hmm. once once that there happened and he was left with the home. They both of them went in their separate ways. All right. Yeah, and he was left home. So he was kind of left for his own kind of devices almost. Yeah, the parents never really had much contact with him. Or no. All oh, right, okay. And uh, so his first victim was, um, what was his name? Was it Stephen Hicks? Um, there's a movie about about Jeffrey Dahmer called My Friend Dahmer. There's no killing in it whatsoever. By an animal, you think he kills an animal in it. But this is a story of how he becomes oh, the serial killer that nice. he that he ends up. And the movie actually ends right where he picks up this the first St- Stephen Hicks, I think was his name. And he was a fella going to like a, a, f- a festival. Young man, same age as himself. Oh. And he ended up bringing the man back to his house and having a few beers with him. And then Hicks said that he wanted to leave, rung his own bell, said, no, I'm, I'm leaving. And he decided to set it to kill him. And he lay with him, masturbated over the body, all this kind of stuff. And Fuck. eventually, uh, yeah, he started cutting him up and eating him. What, yep. what is with the eating, people? He uh, <laughs> Go get a fucking McDonald's or some yeah, shit. So he was a necrophiliac and he was a cannibal. So he would, uh, he would, uh, uh, but he also took a lot of pictures of his victims. Right. Okay. Yeah, um. Yeah. He used to. He used to have all these like, pictures of before, after the process of cutting up the body. Oh and also man! Evidence. He used, he used to like. Um. He used to. Yeah. Exactly. Evidence. Yeah, essentially, why so much and evidence? he would keep body parts as well. He would keep like testicles and penises and heads and hearts, and he would eat all these over over a amount of time. Um. Eventually, I think the parents sold the house. They stole it. Uh, sold. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. They, sold it. They, they sold, sold it. the house and right. ended up moving in with his gran with his granny, and um, this was in I think it was in like some, was it? I don't think it was in uh, Milwaukee. Anyways, could have been, but he uh, he started going to gay bars and stuff, and he would take the men back to his granny's house late at night and he would kill them and he actually managed to store them in the house while the granny was there. I was going to say, so he he'd done all this while the granny was in the house. Yeah, yeah, she would have been sleeping. and She he was, was a deaf bitch. She was ta- he was taking men home and cutting them up and all sort of shit. Oh, and what the fuck? Yeah, he would freeze as much meat as he could and he had a big barrel then that he would um that he would keep all the bodies in and eventually that started to smell and the granny eventually kicked them out because she caught him uh, at home with, with a young man and kicked him out for the other house for it. So this kind of let him go and get his own place. And when he got his own place, that's when he really, that's when he really started, like, because he had no one to bother him, like. Now, while he had his own place and he was doing all these killings, the neighbours made several reports to the police that there was a man next door using a chainsaw <laughs> at, at all hours. At night? At all, all hours of the night. <laughs> get and he was actually away. he was actually cutting up bodies, so he was... Um, what the fuck? Do you not think the police would come over and knock on the just to check if they were getting all these different? No, they just they just didn't. The police the, the police fuck? failed a few times. They could have caught the him a lot lot sooner. So they did. Not just him. I think a lot of fucking serial killers. So uh, yeah, he killed he killed seventeen men between uh, nineteen seventy eight and nineteen ninety one. How many men? Uh, seventeen. Seventeen and men and boys. They were kind of young young fuck. boys, teen boys and stuff that mm. he would have killed. Um. Um, what is essential? What his goal actually was, was to create like a zombie slave. He didn't like. He wanted to keep someone against their will, and they could make no wishes against it. He could completely have one hundred percent control over them. And he said most of the time when he would bring men back, what he would do is he would he would drug them and rape them, and then usually they would wake up 
and he would either kill them. Um, uh, but at most time, or when he would take them back, and the men would decide that oh, they'd ring the bell and leave. He didn't like that, and he would immediately kill them. And he would eat, eat all the organs, eat eat, the eat, eat all that stuff. He would be mad for eating hearts, so he was. What in the name of Jesus? So there was a 14, a 13-year-old boy that he had um, drilled a hole in the side of his head after he drugged him, and he had poured hot water into his head uh, to try... While he was still alive? While he was still alive. He was like cold and on, knocked him out with drugs, drilled a hole in his head, what? and poured boiling water into the hole to try, like... Render his brain, turn him into like a vegetable. Essentially, is what he wanted. He wanted like them alive. Let's boil your brain, boy. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. That didn't work. Did it kill him? Mm, uh, so he gave the man more, more. Uh. He after the boy woke up, he just complained of a headache and stuff, <laughs> and then he just he just uh, drugged him and killed him. Oh my god. There. And then he tried again. Then what? A fourteen-year-old boy, a wee Filipino boy. Uh, and I think he was like the wee Filipino boy might have been gay. And what this time what he done is he drilled a hole, same thing, drugged him, drilled a hole in his head and filled it with, um, what's it like, hydrochloric acid. Oh, Jesus, that's yeah, going to... really fucked him up, like, and while the boy was waiting to become conscious again, he went down to the, to the shop to get more alcohol and the boy managed to escape, so he was stumbling naked around. Uh, on the street with oh, his ass all bleeding because he'd been fucking raped many oh. times hole inside of his head and he'd been acid drilled in, in and acid had been poured fuck. into his brain two women had seen the boy and called the police he managed to uh, he landed straight up with his bag of beer grabbed the wee boy told him that it was his boyfriend and that they were having an argument and the police told him wrap him up and take him home and he took the man home and killed him so the police failed there again. What? Like. Whoa, 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 say that again. So when he was found, the two speaking, the two women. Yeah. The woman phoned the police. Yeah. The police came down. Uh, he grabbed the wee boy, told the police that the wee boy was his boyfriend, and they were just having an argument. <sighs> and the police told him, all right, take this home then and get him off the street, wrap, put him in a blanket, and yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. He's a wee boy, and they're like, oh, he's my boyfriend. Oh, that's no bother, sir. You yeah. And this guy in his 20s. Yeah. That's so f- fucked what? up. Like. He d- oh my god, the boy escaped as well. Imagine yeah, that. He escaped. You get and you go, oh, the police is here, and then you see a man, you're like, oh fuck. And then the guy's like, oh no, he's actually with me. And the police are like, okay, bye. No! No! Yeah, yeah essentially. Like, that is so fucked. Like. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, then he was caught uh, and he was, he was put into prison. And he was put in kind of isolation. He was deemed very, very dangerous. Uh, no shit. Very, very dangerous. <laughs> and eventually, Christ. after a few years, he managed to um convince the the officials to let him go into the general population. I don't believe you. Yeah. They let him out. They let no no into general population in prison, going with all the rest of the inmates. Okay. Well, he okay, was kept okay. confined, and this was his downfall because he was um speaking about what he'd done to his bunkmate, and his bunkmate beat him to death. <laughs> I don't believe it. Bunk a bit of beat, fucking beat, 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 beat him to death. Justice, yeah, justice. Uh, but Brit- apparently, what would happen is he was telling him, and the the bunkmate told him to shut up and shut your fucking mouth, and he kept on taunting him, and he just snapped and killed him, beat beat him to death. Oh, okay, I thought he was gonna beat him to death for what he had done. No, no, he was he was he kept talking about it, and just he just told, told him to shut up. He didn't want to sleep. He, he didn't want to hear it. Fuck it. And he beat the absolute fucking crap. Good out enough. Him. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough for him. 
So fucking police! I cannot believe that the police like, oh yeah, that's fine, little boy. You go back <laughs> with that man yeah. there to your house Lots like with the hole in your head and your ass bleeding. That's no bother. <laughs> no man, honestly, that yeah. is that is. But, and the boy was obviously delirious and all circulated like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So that that's he, that's how he used to pick his victims. He would go to gay bars and stuff and take the men home and stuff. Uh, and he did kind of want to stop killing at one point, and there was times he said where he went out. And he met a man, and he didn't want to kill him. He just wanted to take them back and have sex with him, and then he just couldn't help himself. The animal, whenever the man was about to leave, he just the idea of the man leaving just scared him, and he fucking had to kill him. So the reason how he was caught, uh, this he met a model, male model, in a gay bar, brought him back, and the male model instantly, when he got into the house, he recognized the stench, seen the barrel, knew that his life was in danger. Oh, and he played along with him. And he Jesus. taught and I for about four or five hours. Jeffrey stood. He handcuffed him, and he was putting a knife at him and was taunting him, saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your heart. I'm gonna eat your heart." And the man told him, "I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna stay here with you. I think you're very good looking, all sir." And kind of got him the wind Played down. Long. And then he just fucking the man just cracked him and knocked him out cold and legged it. <laughs> Eventually, when <laughs> he, he ran went, to the police, yeah, he ran to the police and reported, told him that that um. There was uh, this man in this building that, and I could smell dead bodies and stuff. And the police found the ev- the evidence about 17 men. Testicles, brains, heads. In the he house. Used to f- he used to cut off heads, keep them in the freezer, and then use the heads then for like sexual pleasure and stuff like. Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he used to do a lot, a lot of messed up shit, man. He'd he fuck the head. He'd, he'd, he'd yeah. So did Ted Bundy. A, d- <laughs> a dead fucking head. What yeah. the fuck? Uh, you'll see that there's actually a big thing now. I, I said I have a few lists going on here and there's a few people that do that there. There's a few people that decapitate people and keep the head. Uh. It's, like, it's like the perfect trophy to preserve the face and stuff like. <laughs> no, no. The fle- <laughs> I see you on your right to throw the, up. The flesh, the flesh should be rotten and oh, how can you fucking Cold do that? touch. Oh Jesus! Maybe put in the microwave and heat it up before <laughs> or something like that. Only knows. Oh my God, that is. Um, <laughs> you got a frostbite in your wallet. Where belong get frostbite? Aye. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So that there, that there was Jeffrey Dahmer. But yeah, I would recommend anyone have a watch that my friend Dahmer. When you see where it all kind of started and how, how he kind of the words, how he kind of developed into being what what it became like. Um, you, uh, you don't know who's actually in that film, do you? The man. Like, uh, who plays... Um, I'm not too sure. He's actually in... Um, he's... The, mov- the, the, the movie is used in a music video. It's like, like Fresh Blood or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I know the one you're on about now, yeah, Fresh Blood. Yeah, he's used in he's used that there. So he is, and that's that's the kid that plays him. And actually, he's pretty spot on, too, to what he looked like when he was younger. Ross, um, uh, I'm looking up here. Ross Lynch played Dharma. Okay, oh, it was released in 2017. Yeah, so not too long ago. Quite a, quite a good movie now. Ah. I said the movie ends just when he picks up his first victim. His first victim, like mm, interesting. Um, what a fucked up man that that guy yeah, was. Yeah, man. Let's see. Uh, H H Holmes. Oh yes, H- you know H H Holmes. I do indeed. Go I do. It. I do have a bit of on H uh, H Holmes here indeed. So H. H. Holmes, um, one of you could say, uh, one of history's most infamous serial killers, H. H. Holmes. Um, he was unique. He was very, very unique. I don't think anyone's ever done what he's done since. Like no, no, they didn't know. Uh, definitely not. 
Um, he was born Herman Webster uh, Mugget. No, no wonder he changed his name. <laughs> Mugget. <laughs> He'll write me Mugget. Um, but uh, because of previous scandals, he actually um, he actually went had to change his name. Um, so, going from his early days um, in college, he worked in uh, an uh, anatomy lab, and um, he m- <laughs> he mutilated cadavers um, to defraud life insurance companies. Smart man. Right. Smart man. And what, would he claim the thing with himself then, yeah? Oh, probably, yeah. Makes the monies. Yeah, man. Fucking. What you could get back with in them times was yeah, crazy, crazy like though. It really, really was. When you, when you compare now to back then, like fucking hell. Um, so, uh, yeah, he would have, yeah, he would have started kind of delving into fucking cutting shit up then, fucking trying to get insurance and whatever else. Um, but, you know, past fucking, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, he was involved in some fucking shit anyway. He had to, he had to skip town, basically. And uh, he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. And he moved to Chicago. Yes, Chicago in 1886. So, again, this is a long, long time ago. And he got a job. He got a job in a drugstore, and he um, got very, very knowledgeable on medicine. And he again was very, very charming, a very charming guy, very, very likable, very fashionable, and um, quite, quite intelligent too. And uh, he was so charming, actually. You know, at one point that uh, he was married to three women at once, and all of them didn't know what? that he was. Mo- yeah, that he ha- that he had another two wives. player. <laughs> an absolute player. <laughs> Mickey's looking up to him he's like, what a man. <laughs> oh, what an absolute jock. What a guy, what a guy. Um, so in 1887, he bought um, an empty lot acrom- from across the street, um, from the store, and he began construction on a three-story building, which he said would be used for uh, shops and apartments. And from the outside, the structure is actually quite ugly. It was very, very, very large. Uh, it contained more than 100 rooms. And uh, he actually got people in to help and work and develop on this on this property. But he, he always changed the workers. Or he always stopped them halfway, like, getting through. Fired them and, and brought in yeah. other, other construction crews. Yeah, man. Um, so it was basically a mansion. And um, it was actually nicknamed then after him taken or whatever he did there murder mansion murder mansion um he had planned hitchcombs a plan for the first floor to contain like an entire block of storefronts uh and he he would be able to rent out uh to you know people and there'd be a load of business coming into the city and stuff like that and the third floor then he wanted to contain uh, apartments for the growing population of the city because back then actually chicago was a lot of people were starting to come in and a lot of unknown and random and strange people that uh, blow blow-ins blow-ins like. again easy targets for him um so he yeah so yeah he wanted to to uh, give ap- apartments on the third floor for the growing population and a lot of these people would later become his victims so yeah he would switch the builders and architects frequently throughout the building's construction uh, so no one was really able to realize the gruesome end goal of what he wanted to do with this fucking house. And uh, this mansion was completed in 1892. And by 1894, police would be exploring its winding passages while he was in prison. Uh, and at what, what they found, you know, kind of boggled their minds when they first kind of came in. Um, 
So there were hinged walls and there were false partitions in this fucking gaff. And some of the rooms had five doors and other ones had no doors at all. Yeah. Secret airless chambers that were hid underneath the floorboards and iron plated line walls that stifled the sound of the room. And his own apartment, Holmes' own apartment in this in this in this mansion thing, had a trap door to the bathroom, which opened up to reveal a staircase, which led then to a windless cu- cubicle. And in the cubicle, there was a large chute that tunneled through to the basement. And spoiler alert, it wasn't for dirty laundry, ladies and gentlemen, the fucking chute. <laughs> It was not for dirty laundry whatsoever. Get rid of bodies. Uh, so the the first kind of clue for the for the police was um, the bizarre floor plans um, for this house. It, it, it was mental. They actually found a pile of bones. They found a load of bones, and most of them were animal, and some of them were human. Uh, but the, the human bones were so so small that they figured it had to belong to a child, no more than six or seven years of age. There's no other possible way. Um, when the police went down into the into the cellar. Uh, the scope of the building's horrors was really revealed because down there beside a blood-covered operating table, they found a woman's blood-soaked clothes and another surgical uh, surface was nearby along with a a crematory, an array of medical tools uh, tools and a bizarre torture device and loads of um, disintegrating acids on the shelves. So obviously he was getting rid of those fucking bodies with the acid, man. Uh, after dropping his victims down through chutes, he would dissect them, clean them, and sell the organs of skeletons to medical institutions or on the black market. What a bastard, like. Yeah. What a dirty, dirty whore. Um, let me see. Yeah. So he he ke- he did this for quite a while. Again, lots of people, ins and outs, commons and goings. No one really kind of passed much heed back then for people that were going missing because it says a lot of, lot, of, lot of people coming in into Chicago itself and he had a little fucking like you could say a hotel mansion that he was just taking people in and over that two year period he actually had 150 people work for him all women as well yeah and some of them were his mistresses you could say um, and you know the city itself was on the rise and it was centrally located nationally uh, thanks to its uh, thanks to the ra- railway system so there was always a fresh flow of people coming in and out, in and out. And it just fucking worked really well from the bastard. And what actually led to his demise wasn't necessarily that he was caught killing or anything. It was um, theft and financial schemes that had gone wrong. And that caused him then for it, uh, to get arrested in Boston in 1894. Um, it was, as I said, decades of criminal activity. That's in a whole separate topic itself. But um, while he was in jail, uh, connections between him and at least one murder revealed a pile of um, financial charges that were obscured by the more sinister accusations. So he boasted in prison that he committed killing at least 27 people. At least 27 27 people. He gave three different confessions, though, while in prison, all with contradicting numbers of how many people he killed. So the true amount of victims was really impossible to comprehend uh, more so because of uh, the way the mansion was set up, uh, Holmes was able to disintegrate leftover body parts and acids. So you don't fucking, there's yeah. no evidence, you don't even know. And he also fucking burned them in human fucking sized stoves, you know? And even investigators found like a gold chain from like a woman's fucking shoe in there too. Like, But um, he went to trial and he represented himself again. What is with representing yourself at a trial? Like, you're well not... Then, yeah. I, I don't know, like, you know, he tried to give off the whole, like, you know, classic grace and, you know, trying to 
charm the jury and the judge, but nah, it didn't work. Didn't work. He got sen- sentenced uh, to hanging. And uh, he actually requested that his body be encased in cement in the coffin. Yeah? Yeah. Cement. Damn. Yeah. Just didn't. Or maybe he was confused. Not confused. Didn't, but didn't he, he kill his, his business partner? Didn't he? Benjamin Pretzel. Oh, is not the is not the fella that um. Oh, that did he? I think that there that there sort of w- w- woke him up to a lot to a lot of the killings. Uh. I I remember looking into a wee bit and seeing like a like the way he set up that their hotel there like corridors went nowhere. You'd open up a door and you'd just find bricks behind it, and then other doors led and you know it was just a complete maze a maze like and uh, as you said he got so many different people staircases that went nowhere. Mm. And so he would like chase people around these homes, and they would never be able to get in. And only he knew the true route of the of the hotel. He was able to m- go around it no problem at all. Like That's fucked, like it's mental. Down the chute, which are you dirty bitch? Yeah, down, down the chute. It's, they said that it's like it's they they're estimates about two hundred people. That yeah, later on, like yeah, they they reckon over about two hundred because th- during that time of all the people going missing, there was a lot of random people coming in and out. That they reckon that a lot of the deaths was actually was actually him himself. But um, after he he was so he was hung whatever but there was actually some really strange uh fates that befell the people connected to the case after he died so the man that had initially tipped off the police about uh holmes's illegal dealings uh it was ended up being shot by a police officer the warden at the prison where holmes had been killed himself the office of the district attorney who argued the famous case uh he caught he, he caught on fire what and died yeah yeah, yeah. And the only item to survive the blaze that he was caught in was a photo of H.H. H. Holmes. No way. Seriously? Yes, indeedy, sir. And Patrick uh, Quinnan, uh, the former caretaker of the castle, uh, after Holmes had died, uh, he committed suicide. And he left, uh, he left a fucking note, a one-sentence note, and it said, I could not sleep. Scary. Yeah. And Holmes had claimed that the devil was inside him as well. He was convinced that the devil was in him and he was the devil. He said he, he said he used to look at his face and he could even look at his face and thought his face was becoming like the Satan. devil. Yeah. yeah, he was fucked, man. That's a bit weird with the stuff, though, after afterwards. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Strange, yeah. The people that are linked to the case will fucking die. <laughs> like you would understand if it was a high up official. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he was infamous as as the what he like he constructed a fucking house to kill people, house S- of horror, like uh, yeah, to set it up to fucking uh, madness, Mur- murder like. mansion, murder mansion. Now never been done ever since. Uh, yeah, fuck that. Like <laughs> I don't think you could get away with it now. Anyway, no, if you tried, not a chance. Um, the la- the last person then I have is um, Harold Shipman, but he is better known as Doctor Death. I'm just gonna take a little sip of my can here. One second Sponsor. now. Is that, is that a is that a Carlsberg you're drinking? That is a Carlsberg, Danish Pilsner. Yeah, bro. The best beer in the world, probably. It's good. It is. Cheers. It is good. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, boy. Um, so, uh, Harold Chipman, he's actually English. This guy, he is English, and he was a British doctor, and he is a serial killer who murdered at least at least two hundred and fifteen of his patients. My God. My my God, and what 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 one of the things about his crime was, uh, it raised really troubling questions about the powers and the responsibilities of the medical community, and 
the adequacy of the procedures for cer certifying sudden death because a lot of his victims died the same. It's just like they were fine, perfect, all found like in a fucking in their home, like in a couch, just sitting up or in a hospital bed. They were just like just gone after he had been. Yeah. So there was a lot of he should have been caught far, far fucking earlier. Well, than they when taking he was they taking like night shifts and stuff to like to sort of he was he knew it'd be quieter. Like great graveyard shifts and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was smart like um, he was born in Manchester and, you know, he was a bright child and became really, really interested in medicine um, when he was uh, young from watching his mother receive a morphine injection to ease the pain that she'd suffered uh, from lung, lung cancer. And he went on to get a medical degree in Leeds University and uh, he became a practitioner later on. And in 1975, he uh, had written several fraudulent prescriptions and uh, to a opiate, uh, which he had become addicted to. And he was kind of forced out of his practice and into drug re uh, rehabilitation. But two years later, he gets a job at Greater Manchester in Hyde and he develops and gains, um, uh, what's the word, respectability. And yeah. you know, the people kind of trusted him and he had a thriving practice. And only for, well, there was a couple of things. In 1998, right, a local undertaker and another doctor had noticed like the unusually high number of cremation certificates that Shipman had signed off on. And they'd also noticed really striking similarities in the recently deceased patients themselves, with the majority being elderly women who were found sitting up and fully clothed, not in bed as they usually would be if they were gravely ill. And despite these clues, the initial investigation was shoddily handled. Again, the police and Shipman went on to kill three more times. So that same year, this is what this is this is what got him here. That same year, one of his patients was eighty-one-year-old woman, and she was found dead at her home, hours after Shipman had been there. And her family were really fucking perplexed at like the sudden suddenness of her death. Like, so what the fuck here? She was in a completely fucking good health, and all of a sudden, bang. And then the fact that the woman, the 81-year-old woman, had changed her fucking will to have her entire estate, which was worth £400,000, all left to him, all left to Shipman. And another really fishy thing that the family were like, what the fuck, was that Shipman insisted there'd be no autopsy. No need for an autopsy. No, we don't need an autopsy. No, 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 no. But uh, he was eventually fucking found it, caught and done. Uh, he was convicted in 2000, but only on 15 counts of murder in 2000 and uh, he was sentenced to life in prison and he actually committed suicide in prison hanging himself but after he died okay the government uh, demanded that, that there be an inquiry to determine how many patients he actually may have murdered or killed and in 2002 an official report found that he killed at least 215 people uh, and possibly as many as 260 including men and women between the ages of 47 and 93 beginning in 1975. So in most cases, right, sh Dr. Death, as he was nicknamed, he would inject the victim with a lethal dose of painkiller, uh, dimorphine, and then he'd sign a death certificate attributing the, the incident to natural causes. The sneaky dick bastard. Um, his motives were pretty unclear. And there's a lot of different opinions and divided as to why he did, did what he did. Uh, like, were all of them beneficial? Would he, would he gain um, money from it, or was he just killing them? No, I think I think that one in particular was was what caught yeah. him was that one time um, he actually he probably more along the lines of a mission killer then where he thought he was doing he was doing a good deed maybe by this maybe well some some speculated that um he may have been seeking to avenge the death of his mother 
Yeah. And why others then suggest that he thought maybe he was practicing uh, euthanasia, removing the, from the population the older people who might otherwise have become a burden to the healthcare yeah. system. Yeah. And then a third possibility raised was that he derived pleasure from n the knowledge that as a doctor, he had the power of life or death over his patients and that killing them was the means through which he expressed this power. So, I don't know. Despite his forgery of the will of one of his victims, financial gain appears not to have been a serious motive, yeah. to be honest. But uh, one key question that plagued investigators of Dr. Death was how such a large number of deaths could have occurred without raising any suspicion of foul play. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this was all more the baffling because Shipman's patients were normally healthy shortly before he had encountered them. And the fact that Shipman took advantage of his patients' trust, trust in him as a doctor you know, made his crimes particularly disgusting to the public. That yeah. How can you as a doctor do that to that many people, that they trusted you, that they, you were meant to look after them, yeah. you meant to make them better and not kill them? But Messed up. That's mad, though, yeah, that he got away for that length. Two, and like that. I said, a possible 260 people, man. That yeah. is crazy. I, that's that's a high score. That's why he's Dr. Death, boy. That's why he's, he's known, known as Dr. Death. Mr. Mr. Shipman. Yeah, bad bastard. Nut job. An Absolute nut job. Aren't they all, Mickey? Aren't they all? Um, the next fellow I'm going to go on about is ugh, a fellow called Ed Gwyn. Oh, this is the guy. Ed, Ed Gwyn. Half the fucking films are fucking based on the bastard. Uh, anyone who's ever watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's based on, on Ed Gwyn. Um, then narratives then of, of a story are taken from Psycho and... Um, uh, Psycho, and there's another one as well. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. So in Silence of the Lambs, when Butcher Bill is wanting to remember he has the woman down in the well and he keeps throwing down the moisturizer to make sure she moisturizes her skin to oh keep it nice and fresh and stuff and know. washes her and all there because he's looking after the skin so um ed gein uh he grew up and his mum was did not like um the idea of woman told him that women were bad and all sir and not to go near a woman he was very much more of a mammy's boy Oh right. Yeah, and just carried on. He was he was a strange man. So he was he would have done a lot of carpenter work. He would be known as very reliable, but always strange. Would have done carpentry work, and he was you know okay. That's what handyman. Handyman, yeah. But um, yeah, he he now he didn't necessarily kill a lot of people. He's so why is he serial killer? He's not necessarily a serial killer. Uh, he's right. he, he would go down as a murderer. Okay. He's only actually ever killed two women. But he snatched the bodies of hundreds of people from from morgues and stuff. That were already dead. That were already dead. Okay. And so he g he gained this fascination after his mother had died. Uh, it was only him and the mom left in the house, and he the whole house became an instead of disarray. That like this, it was just disgusting, man. It was just everything was everywhere. It was really messy and dirty. The only clean room in the house was the mother's room. And uh, so he kind of was like, he kind of developed this 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 thing obsession obsession where he kind of wanted to become almost his mother in a weird way, and he would like imitate his mum in a weird way. So what he was doing with the bodies that he that he that he found, um, he was making trophies and skin suits and face masks with other people's skin. Oh. 
Um, nipple belts, a belt made of nipples. <laughs> a nipple belt. Yeah, a belt made of nipples. What? And uh, labia um, curtain drawers and stuff like that. There, he was making fashion and from the woman's vagina, like. Yeah, yeah, he was. F- uh, he put these on the end of like light switches and stuff, and oh. like strings. Like, he he built his whole home around all this kind of weird stuff, like. He's really, really strange dude, so he was... Nice guy. Nice guy, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to buy him a beer. So, yeah, so what he was actually he was actually done then for... He killed two women in 1954. Uh, and as I said, his mother, his mother kind of... He, he used to wear these skin suits and dress almost as, like, a woman. A lot of woman parts and stuff that he used to, used to make. And he would sit on the chair and watch the TV just like her. So this wasn't a thing that he was like a, a man or a woman trapped in a man's body or something like that. It's more so he wants to be his mother. He kind of wanted to be his mother, yeah. Fuck in a me. weird way, she she had that much right. of a mental hold over him. Like, Oh, but, she um, really fucking done a number on him, clearly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she done a number on him, just psychologically. Yeah, kinda, yeah abused yeah, she, him, manipulated him. Yeah, and fucking all that there, kind of weird way. and um, Emotional abuse. Yeah, so if as again, if you ever watch like a text chain masker, that's kind of where it comes off and Letterface, not they're all kind of based around Ed 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 yeah. Greenland. And Psycho, I didn't know Psycho was as well. Actually, Psycho as well. Yeah, didn't know um, that now. Because yeah, it's a he's just known as a very very strange character. Mm. Uh, and Silence of the Lambs too as well. Like that's that's based the Butcher Bellows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah again another kind of messed up dude. Um. He was just, just a cra- crazy, crazy guy. Yeah, um, he was fucked. Like. Now to spin off from males, because about 90% of serial killers are males. Man, that is... Yeah, we actually haven't really mentioned any women. Uh, and I'm going to go on now to a few women uh, that I looked up as well. Why is it always men? I don't know, man. Uh, most women, when, I, when women become killers, they usually have a motive in it, and the motive is usually money. Oh, little fucking usually, gold diggers, usually huh? it's it's money. So what's new? Yeah, and uh, so they would do like different different kind of things uh, to to get money. Uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Bella Guinness. Bella Guinness. Bella Bella Guinness. Uh, she was an a Norwegian American uh, killer. She was active in um, uh, Indiana, uh, and Minnesota. Oh, uh, Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, uh, around <coughs> the 1884 till 1908. And she's believed to kill 40 men. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't like men. So what she used to do was she would invite men to her uh, rural Indiana property, promising the men marriage. Uh, and that came, uh, came out after, the whole thing kind of came out after her home had burned down. And they discovered the body of three women, and she, that was believed to be her and her kids. But uh, when additional searching was done, they found an, el- an 11 additional bodies buried on the property. Fuck. Why are uh, you burying it on your fucking property? She, it's believed that she faked her own debt and her whereabouts. You still, like, they don't actually know her cause of debt. Whoa, whoa, so, uh, so the, f- the fire happened yep. and her body was never found? Well, 1908, man, they couldn't, they just assumed it was her, but then when all the rest of the bodies were found, they kind of thought she might have skipped out. Mm, so interesting. Yeah, um, she was very much money motivated. A lot of times she was cashing in on insu- false insurance checks and all sort of kind of stuff. And um, so one of the men uh, was Mads uh, Sorison. Uh, Sor- she married him. I mean, it was she, she married him and... Um, 
she burned down to she had a candy shop and a home residence and they burned down the two of them they collected insurance on it uh, and then he, the mads had had a life insurance policy and he had to take out another one <laughs> right uh, because his was going to end uh, on the day that the policy had ended and the second one had begun he um he was found dead by bella and apparently he complained of a headache and she had given him um it's like chlorine powder and they believe it was poisoned but it was this um it was like a brain bleed essentially that 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 that, that was the cause of death apparently and um yeah, so she cashed on two of life insurance checks from that I there. I mean, alarm bells straight away. Yeah, like yeah. What the she fuck? was, she was, a, she was a bad motherfucker. Uh, and then another one then was Peter Guinness. Uh, this was she married him in nineteen oh one, and uh, he only eight months after marrying him, he reported dead by her. Police came down, and a meat grinder apparently had fallen on his head from the top shelf. Oh really? Yeah, a, mi- a meat grinder. Yeah, so sake. Uh, died from skull fractures, and it was ruled as an accident. See, back then it was so easy to probably she, get away with it. She married so many men, and they were all they all, all died. died. They all died, and oh, she was here. collecting all the money for oh, it. Oh my god! And that's why they believe she just built up all the money and then skipped town, burned down the house, thinking that it was that it was herself and the kids had died in the fire and all there, and she apparently skipped town and 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 bent. So, yeah. Mm. But the reason they don't believe it was her is because like the fire da- the damage done to the bodies were bad enough, but they actually discovered that the heads have actually been decapitated on all three. So that's when they were like, uh, how do you cut off a head and burn down a house? How is that gonna work? What the fuck? Yeah, okay. so the the so the actual cause of that, she's actually they don't actually know how she died or where she went. Oh, so it was never, never, fa- never got the well, body. Well, they know it was her because they found loads of bodies on her property. Like, Yeah, but nothing, no, no, that was it. Never seen again. Never ever seen again, yeah. She probably did fucking. Ro- oh, man, she had millions. Obviously, had a load of money and she just went away. F- 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 faked her own debt. Um, another woman then is um, Arlene. Uh, w- w- uh, Arlene Worthrun. Right. Uh, she killed seven men in Florida between uh, just in the space of a year. Nineteen eighty nine to uh nineteen ninety, uh and she was a prostitute uh by trade and the way she would sh- again she would shoot shoot men point blank range and steal all their money and stuff. What a bitch! What a bitch! Yeah, uh, and the way she was caught then was um she was actually caught uh, in a minor traffic, um thing like she was caught for speeding or something like that there and she was driving the victim's car. <laughs> and that's how that's that's how that's how the length of that rookie there. mistake, rookie mistake man is right. Um, yeah. Uh, she there was actually a movie released called The Monster about her as well. Oh, uh, Charlie's Theon actually won a best fucking actress Oscar for p- portraying her. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I know. Yeah, yeah. That there's based on her, so oh, it is. Oh right. Um, and next one then this is a Mexican lady, uh, Yuan, uh, Barraza. Barraza. Barraza, and she was known as the old lady killer. The old lady killer. She was a professional Mexican wrestler. <laughs> okay, right. right. Uh, and she killed between 42 and 48 elderly women. She would get into their home, uh, beat them, kill them, steal all their stuff, steal all the stuff from the home. So money motivated, um, usually. And um, 
she was eventually convicted for all 48 murders and was served 759 years in prison. <laughs> See, that should be all the fuckers. Uh, only back in 2008. Oh, was what? Yeah, this, this had gone on for a while, so dad. That's right, because I remember she actually died and then a year later that film got released. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so um, that there, that there was Yuan. Uh, so that was kind of, that was the two women I kind of delved into, with three women, sorry, and then the other one then is the really kind of fascinated me would have been like murdering couples. Couples that were going killing sprees and murdering rampages and all that there. Imagine though, find like you're a fucking like you're 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 into killing, or you want to, you find someone well, that's s- sometimes the way they, these kind of things are gonna tend to play out is usually it's more the male. What that kind of manipulates or the male wants to do it, and the female is usually psychological abuse to stay or help participate, or else feared for her life. Her job, so she does it and just helps them along. It usually the male is into like maybe out of love as well, raping and all sorts. So the woman would like. Uh, Go and procure the woman for him and all that oh, kind of stuff, like geez, you know, because Lane Maxwell kind of job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so the first one is, and this is a very, very infamous one again from the UK. They were known as the Moors Murders. Now I the, think I've heard of that before. This, these weren't married. This was. Uh, were they Scottish or Welsh? Um, not, I'm not too sure. I just have U- UK down here, man. Um. They done a lot of kind of fucked up shit, and it was the woman. So the fella was called uh, Ian Brady, and the woman was called Myra uh, Hindley. Myra was obsessed with creating this perfect murder. She wanted to create the perfect murder, and Ian was obsessed with her, so he jumped in the gun and happily went to go and do them and participated. And then, yeah, they they were just nasty people, man. They... um. They killed, they killed a load of people. <laughs> they killed, let's see, what do we have? Uh, five, they killed five, but it's the way that they that they kill these people. They would have made recordings of it, them begging for the life and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, they were they were just they were just they were kind of messed up. If you ever look at the picture of the man, they're infamous. The minute you, the minute you see the picture of the Moors murders, you'll know their face straight away. I have a Google up here, man. Yeah, they're they're from um they're from Manchester. I was in and around Manchester, but man, all the victims were fucking children. Yep. Five yep. fucking children. Young girls. Oh. And it was um yeah, he would be he would uh, she would lure them into into an area where he would be waiting in a van and they would just kill kill the children and take recordings while while, while they were doing it. It says here they were sexually assaulted as well. Yep. Man. Yeah, yeah, rape, rape, rape and sexually assaulted. Um another one then is the Sunstrip Killers. So oh, all right, okay. Yeah, these ones here again it was two it was a man and a girl. Uh, Carol Bundy and uh, Doug Clark. Never heard of them. So these two hooked up, and the way that uh Carol came on to um to Doug and told him that she was the queen of one night stands, uh, and from that it just blossomed into this really fucked up. fucked up relationship. Uh, they were only with each other a, a short amount of time, and they started expressing certain fantasies that they had. Um, like killing, killing people and using their bodies and having sex with dead people oh and Jesus. the both of them killing someone and the both of them, you know, it was they were they were kind of so. When this isn't the two of them were kind of just fucked and met each other. Yeah, this oh, was in Los Angeles. This is in Los Angeles in nineteen eighty. Um, oh, so no, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, they collected heads. So they did. <laughs> what is with the heads? And they would use the heads for sex what? games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they and the way that um that they actually 
the way that they actually got caught was Carol eventually just took a mental breakdown and told a colleague uh, about what had gone on. She said it started off as a fantasy and it was slowly running out of control. Oh. Where um, Doug was going off then by himself and just taking heads home as like a trophy. <laughs> like sitting watching the TV and Doug kicks in the door and he's like, hey, I got one. <laughs> she whips out a head like... Um, Honey, I'm home with a head. <laughs> yeah, so they they killed them. Um, they ended up killing seven people. So they did. Fuck. Um. Yeah, and they were just again kind of fucked up people, like keeping their heads, keeping their heads, man. What um, is with the heads? <coughs> trophies, trophies, man. Trophies and sexual gratification. They want to use it for all these certain things. <sighs> Messed up jokes. I don't know, man. That. Yeah. What I don't know because like you're keeping evidence. You're keeping evidence too. I, think, I don't think they think that they were going to get caught. They thought oh most yeah, of these people yeah. think that they're, they're never going to get caught. They think yeah. they're smarter than yeah, the they're law. untouchable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking. And then the next one is probably one of the most infamous, is um, the Fred and Rosemary West, another UK couple. Um, they were they would um, they would lure women back to the home. Uh, usually Rosemary done all the talking and you know what I mean they would pick up women uh, she would go out driving at night time and try find young women walking and because they probably wouldn't get in the car with Fred they'd get in the car with Rosemary and she'd take them back to the house and the woman would be raped and murdered Um, yep they were they were just a bad couple man they hid all the bodies on the in their basement like dug, on, dug up the ground and held the bodies in there um, apparently the, the abuse that, that the both of them would put through apparently Rosemary was absolutely ruthless um, often m- more more ruthless than Fred oh right yeah um, both of them had a knack for it to kill, the, kill 12 people so they did Jesus uh, and they were caught in 1995 1995 yeah how, so how many years is that they were at it like they were at a good few years honestly they were like they were there yeah they 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 were at a good while. I don't I don't I don't know what time. I uh, I don't actually know when when they started. Mm. But they were at it a good while. Uh, and while in court going down, Rosemary pinned everything on Fred. And what? Fred killed himself. What? Killed, killed himself in prison, and Rosemary is still alive. It's still alive in prison to this day. Get a fuck. Yeah. So what? She pinned everything on him, but she still went down for. Oh, she so she she participated. I she said that oh he made me do it and stuff like. But then, she contradicting accounts and stuff. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, got her fucked. Got her fucked. Yeah, because like again, that kind of came out then that she was going out and picking up woman for him, and was like, why did you not just leave and run away then? I yeah. was gonna crack, you know. So that is a uh, that's that that's my knowledge on 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 some serial killers there. Uh, um, yeah, you know, man, we actually missed one because <laughs> I was just thinking there, who like who for you was like the first kind of like when you would have heard about serial oh, killer or I know which one you're gonna say. Yeah, man, Jack the Ripper. Fucking Jack the Ripper. And there was a there's uh, there was a few breaks in that case, wasn't there? Um, where they thought it was this man. They you know they thought it was a load of people. They believed it was a Polish barber at one stage. A Polish barber. Uh, yeah, yeah. At one stage, they they linked it back to a Polish barber, um, and then I don't know, I don't know was that um was that disproven or what? But yeah, they because they didn't quite know who it was. Uh, they they thought it was a surgeon for a while, didn't they? Well, yeah. Based on how the how the, the bodies were mutilated, and it was like with precision with like a with a scalpel. Not not always. 
not always my right in saying sometimes the people were just absolutely massacred they were viciously fucking this like your faces were just mangled with a knife um but often organs were taken and then the the act that organs were taken they were so precision they were medically precisionally removed from the body yeah, like yeah yeah so i thought it was like either a butcher or some sort of surgeon or some sort yeah. of shit like and he targeted prostitutes too didn't he he did yeah what w- woman of the night yeah uh, and he would kind of lure them in apparently with grapes and stuff like that there because grapes back then would have been very very hard to get like a oh lot right. of people would have luxury item luxury item yeah so that's who would have lured them in and apparently then just just went at them Still to this day, they don't quite know who it is. No, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of different theories around uh, Jackie Boy. I think he f- officially, or officially he's killed, like, I think it was a five, but I think they reckon it was far yeah, more. far, far more. Like. Far more. And again, he was another boy that used to, ta- he taunted the, the, the police and, did, and, yeah. and society by putting out letters or sh- shit like that. But, like, we have focused very much on US and UK and we had a you had a you had a wee Mexican wrestler in there too. Did I? But um, I actually have a couple here, man. I actually have um five of the most notorious Irish, all right, serial killers. Of I didn't even know that we. I didn't even know that we had many serial mm. killers. So yeah, because we're focusing very much on. <laughs> the but that's where a large majority of them can I uh, come, yeah, come I from, like yeah, oh, 100 percent. Um, bigger fucking population too. Exactly. Yeah, know, so many like states, so many different laws, so easy yeah. to get away, like. Big time. Um, so no, they're actually yeah. I stumbled across some Irish ones, man, and I actually never heard of any of these ones either. Go for it. Um, so first up is Jeffrey Evans and John Shaw, and uh, these two boys uh, again, uh, again the police, fucking the police. The Garda. So, uh, well, well, they, they were from the UK. Um, so they came to Ireland in 1974 from the UK, and they were at that stage they were already wanted by the British police on rape charges. And they they ended up getting arrested uh, by Gar- Gardaí in Cork, and they served eighteen months in prison, and they avoided British pros- prosecution. And on the release in nineteen seventy six, they vowed to commit one murder a week, and they began this fucking you could say sick adventure uh, in August of that year with the abduction, repeated rape, and murder of Elizabeth Plunkett, a twenty three year old foreign exchange student. And uh, the pair met Elizabeth uh, in Wicklow and offered her lift home. And they drove the girl to uh, the woods where they raped her repeatedly and strangled her to death. Uh, and during the month, the following month, September, the pair travelled to Castle Bar in County Mayo, abducted Mary Duffy, a 24-year-old cook who was trying to arrange a lift home. And she was brutally beaten, raped in the back of the car before the two men drove to uh, Connemara, where she was tied to a tree for a number of hours while again being repeatedly raped before she was murdered. Um, unknown to Evans and Shore, though, their car had been seen at the scene of the, uh, of the, of the murder and was later identified by Gardaí, and they were arrested and uh, put to prison for life. Bastards. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, they, all, uh, they both died in prison. Good. Both died in prison. Good enough for them, yeah. Uh, number two, then, is the Shank Hill Butchers. And the the name was given to them by the press and uh, by the security forces to a notorious loyalist paramilitary gang, which operated outside Lower Northern Ireland during the late 70s. And uh, based in the Shankill area of Belfast, they were said to have been responsible for the horrific deaths of 23 people, mainly Catholics, but including at least six uh, Protestants. And 
Many of the victims were targeted in categories of the city, snatched from the streets before being cruelly tortured and killed, often hacked to death with hatchets. And on some occasions, a black taxi was used as a mode of transport by the killers in their abductions. Again, smart with the fucking taxis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1979, several of the gang members were identified, caught, and they faced court for their actions. But uh, they, the, the gang leader, um, Lenny Murphy, actually escaped prosecution. But Murphy was later targeted by the IRA and he was killed in 1982. And some sources say that the IRA were given information on Murphy's location and his habits by uh, sections within the loyalist groupings. And um, they were just, yeah, they were tired of, of Murphy and what he was doing. And they just fucking gave him up, basically, like. Um, and uh, one of the judges of the cases said that the killings brought a new level of paramilitary and sectarian violence to Northern Ireland. And was a lasting uh, monument to sectarian bigotry. And yeah, they're bad bastards. Third, we have we actually have a woman. We have an Irish woman that was a bad bitch called Darkie Kelly. And she um, she was known as... Um, her, her, her actual name was uh, Dorcas Kelly. But her, she was given the nickname Darkie from just her friends and where she worked and stuff. And she's actually considered to be Ireland's first ever serial killer. Really? The first ever. Um, so she would have worked out of a brothel in, uh, in Dublin. And during 1760, she was suspected of killing a, a local shoema- sh- shoemaker, uh, John Dowling. Uh, and the police found bodies of five men hidden in the basement of her brothel. Lovely. It wasn't a straightforward case, though, however. Um, rumours were abound around Dublin that Kelly had, in fact, become pregnant with the child of a then Dublin sheriff, Simon Luttrell. And he was a very well-known member of the Hellfire Club. And rumours circulated that Kelly had demanded money from him, uh, who was said to have adopted the baby and killed it during a Hellfire Club satanic ritual. Fucking hell. Kelly was charged and convicted of witchcraft and uh, she was partially hanged and burned at the stake on what is now called Baggett Street in Dublin. Mental. Yeah, first, yeah, she's considered the first ever serial killer in Ireland. The next one then was um, an Irish-American nurse. Uh, Her name was Jane Topin and she was nicknamed Jolly Jane and she was arrested in Massachusetts in 1901 uh, after she had confessed to the murders of 31 people. Worked as a private nurse, and she would turn. She would go between giving uh, her elderly patients injections of morphine, which slows the body, and uh, atrophine, which wakes it up and keeping them in a state of like between life and death. Fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, and it was mentioned during her trial that she she would often climb into the victim's bed with them as she carried out her angel of mercy murders. She confessed that she enjoyed. As she uh, put it, uh, the the back and forth between life and death, and that her ambition was to have killed more people, helpless people, than any other man or woman who ever lived. That was her fucking goal. She wanted she wanted a high score. Oh man! And she was found uh, on June twenty third. She was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and she was committed uh, for life to an insane hospital where she died at the age of eighty four. Yes, yes, yes. And last but not least, we have this guy. Here we have Timothy McVeigh. I have Timothy McVeigh. He's, <coughs> is he not the Oklahoma bomber? Yes, indeed, sir. Spicy is he, is Mike he Irish? knows. 
Apparently so, yeah. I didn't know that. I suppose McVeigh is McVeigh. Uh, McVeigh, I suppose, is Irish. Uh, yeah. it's, it's an Irish name. But, but he, as you said, he's better known as the Oklahoma City bomber, and he planned and planted the bomb which killed 168 people and injured over 680 others uh, at the f- at the federal building in downtown Oklahoma City. Yeah, 116, wasn't it? So 168. 168. And then six, 680 were injured. Do you know something interesting about that there? Um, they, they found, uh, so whenever they would go in through for the bodies, right, they found 169 sets of legs. <gasps> what? There was, there, was another, there was another leg. Um, and so they done, uh, they done some testing on the leg and they found that the leg had belonged to a woman that had already been buried. As in, they'd, they'd put the they'd had to piece the bodies together essentially. People have been blown blown the smithereens. So we're finding legs and arms and stuff and they'd given this lady the wrong leg and the leg that she was buried with they still haven't accounted for. And they don't know was that the actual bomber uh, himself or, or was it or was someone that just wasn't reported murdered. Oh fuck. Yeah. That's so a str- that's a fucking weird one there. Yeah. So they they, they found they found um they found an extra leg, and they don't quite know where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it go? No one knows. No one knows. Um, McVeigh actually—he was American-born, but he had very strong Irish connections and ant- and and um, ancestry, ancestry. There we go. That's the word. Um, so after the divorce of his parents when he was ten, he was raised by his father in New York, and he was obsessed with firearms, and he believed that the American government totally misused its power over the common people and he was a Gulf War veteran who while in the military used much of his spare time to read about firearms sniper tactics and explosives and he was reprimanded in the military for purchasing a white power t-shirt at a Ku Klux Klan protest fucking hell like for fuck's sake he spoke of his experiences during Operation Desert Storm where he admitted to decapitating an Iraqi soldier with cannon fire on his first day of active service he later said he was shocked to be ordered to uh, execute surrendering prisoners and to see carnage on the road leaving uh, Kuwait City after US troops routed the Iraqi army. So on leaving the army then, McVeigh he took up a job at Lakeside Campground near his old army post and uh, he constructed a ANNM explosive device mounted in the back of a rented rider truck and the bomb consists of 5,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate and nitromethane. So on April 19th, he, 1995, he drove the truck down into the front of the Federal building at uh, 9 o'clock and a large explosion and destroyed the north half of the building, killing 168 people, including 19 children who were there uh, in the day centre that day on the second floor. Um, and he later claimed he had no knowledge that the Federal officers ran a daycare centre on the second floor of the building. Um, so he didn't technically mean to kill children. Yeah. He was, so he says he didn't realize at all. Um, but yeah, he was arrested. He, he, he was traced the, 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 the truck, the rental truck was traced to him and he was found guilty of several charges and he received the death penalty by lethal injection. Good. Good. There you go. So that's, well, technically he was born in America, but that's five Irish serial killers and notorious serial killers. There you uh, go. Have you ever heard of Robert Durst? Oh boy, oh boy. Oh I have a Robert deep. Durst is um it's a mental story, so it is and it's still ongoing. 
it's ongoing in court. Ladies and gentlemen, is there's a there's it's it's um it's a documentary series. I think it's like five or six episodes. Yeah, and it's called The Jinx. And I mean, it's it would shock you to the core, like it really, really would. So, um, Robert, Durst. spoilers ahead, by the way. If people want to go watch this themselves, turn off the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's a very good watch, but for anyone else, yeah, it, it's yeah. Listen, so, listen. um, Robert Durst, he would have been, um, the heir to like a multi million kind of, um, they're a big family in New York, big family in New York, really rich and powerful. Um, they owned a lot of real estate, so they did, um, and. So essentially, kind of what what happened was uh, at a young, at a young age, he actually seen his mom apparently jump jump from the roof, but his father had like brought the kids to the window, and was like, "Oh look at mommy, look 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 at mommy," and mommy jumped, and killed herself apparently. But he was too young to understand kind of what was going on, uh, couldn't comprehend what 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 was happening. Even at the funeral, he was, he was said that. When they were putting her into the ground, he was trying to climb into the grave because he didn't understand why they were putting Mammy in the ground and all oh. that kind of stuff. Like, Jesus. So uh, he eventually married. Then uh, he married a woman called Kathleen McCormick. Catty. Mm. Uh, Catty. Um, she was. She expressed kind of f- certain fears to her friends about Robert and his his temper and the way he would go on. And apparently, what happened was um, he got um give her a lift she got yeah she was at some party or something wasn't she yeah and um he gave her a lift to the train station apparently she was seen by the night porter entering the hotel and she was just never ever seen again and they reckoned that he was involved she just completely disappeared never ever ever yeah, ever, ever found her Never ever solved, and it was a big story at the time. Um, uh, and so what happened is her friends kind of didn't like the story that was going on. Thought Robert maybe had something more to or what was going on. Like knew more, knew more. Mm. Uh, and only like a couple of days after the funeral, they started snooping around Robert's place, and they started going through his trash, and they found um he was throwing out all her stuff. Already, already, like so. As if she was dead. As if she was dead. Not she was missing just, at all. Yeah, just missing, like, and um, suspicious. Suspicious, yeah. Uh, and then what happened was, he kind of went just went a wee bit rogue. Um, he's multi millionaire, loads of loads of money to his name, and he maybe it was the media that was getting to him, but he, uh, he. He just kind of like went rogue and he ended up moving down then to um, New Orleans. No, sorry. Um, where the fuck did he move to? Uh, Galveston, Texas. That was it there. And what he done was... Uh, kids were down fishing at this other little port and they had found black bag and opened up the black bag and it immediately stank. And when they reported it, and f- turns out it was a body, it was a body part. Lovely. I think it was a torso that they found. Yeah, it was like an arm or a leg or something, no? And then eventually they found all the rest of the body parts, barred a head. Uh, Again, the head. The head went missing. Keeping never the ever found uh, The head went missing. They can never find the head. Tracked the, f- figured out through um, fingerprints and stuff that this uh, man was called Morris Black. Went to Morris Black's um home, 
spoke to the landlord. Uh, he lived in like a semi-detached kind of wee property. So they would neighbour either side, number one, number two, Morris would be number two. We spoke to the landlord, asked about Robert. You know, he was, he was okay. He was, you know, uh, but beside Morris lived this little old deaf mute lady. Across number one. Cr- across number one. And I uh, asked about the lady and the landlord said, I didn't really speak to her all that much. Dorothy Siner is, was her name, apparently. And um, so the police got an entry into Morris's apartment. It was clean, but they had noticed, uh, they started doing a spray test. And the first thing they noticed was there was blood on the outside as you walk up to the thing on the, on the pavement. They noticed oh. wee drops of blood going up into his apartment. Went into the apartment. Didn't really look like a lot kind of went on. But they started doing the spray test for blood. And they found that the blood had been cleaned up. And the footprints were back into number one. So then they gained entry into number one. And it was a very, very small, qu- like quaint apartment. Not a lot on it. Very, very clean. And uh, the landlord said this lady apparently travels a lot. She paid for the full month's rent, or the full year's rent up front. Very, very there. But often her brother would come around just to check on the place. Right. So they started guessing, like, right, so this woman obviously has a lot of money. Why is she renting this place? And she's not here all that much, but her brother comes around. So uh, what they start doing is start going through the trash in the property. And they go to the bins out the back and they find uh, a receipt for an optician's uh, and the name on it was Robert Durst so next thing they start looking up who Robert Durst is and they figure out that he's this heir and there's this mysterious going on with his with his missus that she's gone missing mm. that was his first wife too wasn't it did he not get he did yeah he ended up, he ended up marrying again then um, yeah he married her uh, 10 years after Caddy disappeared in 2000 he married a woman called um Deborah Lee Car- Carterman yeah um but yeah so he was he was pretty much put on um he was like, arrested pretty much on first degree murder and a big this big manhunt came on they found um in the bag as well they found a receipt for a hacksaw and stuff to start oh. yeah a bone saw a bow saw sorry and when they started doing investigating on the property, they had found that there was um an uh, like a mark on the lino floor. Cut open the lino floor and pulled back and they found that the blood of Morris Black had actually seeped in. And uh yeah. In the apartment. In the apartment, yeah. So they knew that that's where he'd been dismembered. Right. In in the apartment. How much more evidence do you need, like? <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. Um the police again, man, they fucked up in this one. Surprise, surprise. So uh, there was a massive warrant out for his arrest. He he was arrested. His bail was posted at a million. Fuck. And when the police said that his ma- that his that his said, you're not getting out of here, your bail is a million. Do you have a million euro? And he just looked the officer dead in the eye and he said, "Not on me." And the next day, his bail was posted for a million euros, and oh. he walked out. Walked out. And so we still under investigation. And then he was picked up then for shoplifting a sandwich. Uh, even though he had three thousand euros or three thousand dollars on him and another thirty thousand dollars in his car, he tried to shoplift the sandwich and he was caught again. Strange. Strange, yeah. Uh, I think he got out again. 
Uh, and this is like he'd married Deborah at this stage and gave all her the finances and stuff. Uh, so the next thing then that happens is he has this our friend. Um, what the fuck's her name again? It's Burma something. Uh, yeah, she had ties to the fucking mafia, didn't she? Or her dad she, was she, like a big she player. Did, yeah. Um, I can't remember her name either off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, it's like it's fucking um, Susan Berman. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Susan. That's her name. Susan Berman. Yeah. So she would have been a good friend of of um, Roberts. Roberts, and it is suspected that he confided in her. And the way that her body was found was, there was a, a letter sent, with the address of something Beverly Hills, wherever. Yeah, it was Beverly Hills. Uh, and. All the word was just wrote, uh, cadaver. So Catty was a practicing nurse, so the word cadaver wouldn't mean a well used word. So immediately no. police were like, "This person might have we've medical knowledge." Yeah, because the word because of this word. Usually, just say dead body or whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. Say, yeah. So they found um, they found her at her at her house shot point blank range. Mm, it was like mafia style killing. Mafia style killing. So they suspect that it was just put off to. It was just a mafia head on her or something like that there. Mm. Robert was essentially free. And the way he was portrayed in the media, some people... Because there was no real hard evidence on him, in a way. Uh, the way he got out of the killing of Morris Black, and this is where the police fucked up, is they charged him with first-degree murder. He, with his attorney, developed a story that... Uh, Morris had tried to rape this while he was dressed as an old woman had come in and tried to rape her and he shot him in the head in self defence and then hacked up the body but because he wasn't charged with dismemberment of a body and he was charged with first degree murder he got away with it oh my god yep he got away with it that technical little bit there yep, got him off yep first of all why the fuck is he dressing up as a woman I think he was to try to avoid all the uh, you know, he was notorious for faking names and faking yeah, IDs. Yeah, fake ID. Uh, he fake was, he was yeah. mad for the service. He was he even he when he was first picked up, he actually had Morris Black's ID on him. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so this is the story that he came out with that Morris had tried to rape him and <gasps> he shot him in self defense and then panicked and dismembered the body. <laughs> Do you believe him? No. <laughs> That's a bit fucked. Yeah. Like the jury should be sitting there going, "Why are you dressed as a fucking woman? Why are you pretending to be a woman?" Why? So that's suspicious. A, a thing to note when the cadaver letter was sent to the police was Beverly Hills was spelt wrong. Yes. Beverly Hills was spelt wrong in it, right? So this had gone on. It had gone on for like another 10 years now where he has just been known as this incredibly unlucky man. That's the way he was portrayed in the media. <laughs> he's the most, he's the luckiest, most unlucky man. You know, his wife disappeared. Uh, this man had tried to rape him and he just shot himself the fence and yeah. he had to put up all his case. And apparently he had confided in, in Susan and she might have went and to- went to planned to tell someone so he panicked and got paranoid and he killed her. So what happens is there's this documentary crew that decide to go in and do a documentary with him and they just phone him up out of the blue, Morris, or um, Robert Durst, and he answers the phone. And he agrees 100%. Oh, yeah, I'll sit down and do an interview. Uh, so he sits and he starts... The people befriend him. And they said at the start, you could understand he's a, he's a, he was a bit of a player. Didn't come across a serial killer, really mm. old, humble kind of man-like. Yeah. 
but as they're doing the interview, they end up talking. Uh, he'd ask about Susan. He said, oh, Susan, you know, she was a very, very good friend of mine and really, really liked her and all that kind of stuff. Like, And they got chatting then to her son. So while the film crew are doing their own independent thing with the son, they, the son pulls out a box of belongings that he's never, ever gone through belonging to his mum. And the crew decide to have a wee look through the stuff. And they find a letter that Robert Durst had written to her in like a few years ago in Christmas time. But he had also spelled Beverly Hills wrong. The same Not way. Not just that, but the handwriting was identical. Identical. Uh, so what the oh. so what the film crew decided to do is they get the evidence, photocopy it, log it, hide it in like a, sc- a security safe box. And then they ask Robert in for another meeting. Uh, and another interview. And they put to him some of these accusations. Go a wee bit harder on him. Uh, and he actually starts like stuttering and stammering. You see he's getting very uncomfortable. Starts burping. Starts burping. <laughs> um, uh, what they do is they show him the letter uh, that he had written to Susan and said you recognize this letter? He said, yes, I do indeed. I would write to Susan quite often. This was uh, a Christmas letter wishing her blah, blah, blah. And he said, okay. And then he showed him the cadaver one. Cadaver one. And he said, do you know what this is? And they were like, no. He said, this was the letter that was sent to the police saying that Susan was, there was a dead body in Susan's apartment. And he's like, okay. And then they take another sample of the two uh, writing like the Two Beverly Beverly's. Hills, yeah, and he says, uh, "Can you tell me which one of those are yours? Which one did you write?" And he can't, <sighs> and he makes an excuse then to leave, and he makes an excuse to leave and go toilet, but he completely forgets that he's a microphone on him, and he goes into the toilet and he starts talking to himself in the toilet. They have you. You're caught. They know you done. They it. know you're done it. Of course he done it. You killed them all. Oh man, it's really eerie and really. I think that's where it ends, then, doesn't it? That's where it ends. Yeah. Him in the toilet saying and, that. And um, he's taken the trial for the murder of Susan, and he is pulling every, every fucking trick he can. He's in a wheelchair. He's got a neck brace on him. He's old and frail, and his hair's all grown Fuck out, and he looks sake. mentally unstable. He has like two of the highest uh, top attorneys. Uh, of course. Yeah, working for him like all the monies. Yeah, and um, yeah, so he's still on trial at the minute. Still, still going on. And did that? Did that reopen the 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 case for his first wife? Then no, no evidence was ever linked linked I to it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but he he has that kind of confession almost on tape, like as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, killed so. killed them all. Yeah, so killed the them all. Yeah, it was very, very, very interesting documentary, and only for that, only for that documentary, um, he'd be fucking scot free. There would be no other case opened up or anything like that. But I remember uh, watching it, and the the guy, the guy that uh, that sets up this documentary or runs it, um, does actually kind of befriend. Mm-hmm. Friend Robert, or he, he d- uses d- them almost in a way, like he well, in a way. But I do think they, they develop a relationship because I think you know w- when when they start, you know, looking at the evidence, and you can see, 
And even after that last interview, you could see he was just absolutely like, fuck, I got fooled. I was fooled by him. Yeah. I was fucking fooled, fooled by him. Like. Yeah, I was so fooled by him. And so I think some of the cameras, like the crew in general, I think were fooled by him. Yeah. You know, he was very, very charming and fucking... But is it mad that they managed to figure that out? Like, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the police had just gone through them boxes, went through her apartment, uh, they would they could have found that their letter. Who's not to say he Robert paid off the fucking? Well, apparently police. this is this is why they they suspect that he that she knew something. She had received two payments of fifty thousand euros from Durst. It was that whenever they went through the statements of her, they had found that he had sent her fifty thousand euros twice. So they believe that she was trying to get hush money off him essentially. Oh yeah, right. and then he just decided. Fuck this. Fuck yeah. this. You need to go. Tie up this loose end. Um his brother Douglas actually took out um took out uh like private security and stuff there and, and uh barren orders against him because he because he thought that Robert was gonna come after him. He was very bitter with Douglas because Douglas He inherited all he inherited the everything. business, all the property, all the But yeah. now to be fair, Douglas and I think he had a brother Tommy as well, they yeah. had a lot more interest in the side of it, whereas uh, Robert was just kind of like taking his money and living his own wee life and mm. you know he was just didn't like care too much about the business didn't really care all that much about the business like yeah but fuck me like but nuts yeah I'd love to see actually how that um, trial's going so I, I, was, was I was having a wee look man I couldn't find a lot more st- like a lot more updates on it I think it's just just been dragged out and dragged and dragged um, apparently they're fucking sinking his money out of him as well. He's only, I think he's got like 100 million left out of a fucking full, he was cut from all the family ties or money he had, that was it like. Oh fuck. Yeah. Good enough for him too. Yeah, fucking right. But do watch that, it's called The Jinx. It's, it's, I think it's only five or six episodes, but man, it's very, very, very good. good. Like, it is. It's very, very, very good. Um, yeah, like that's a fucking that's a heavy episode of death. It and was. Shit. That was a very <laughs> heavy episode. Um, I do think the next episode's gonna be we're gonna do something a lot much lighter. Um, yeah, a lot lighter. Teletubbies, Barney, <laughs> uh, Bill and Ben, the Flower Pot Men. We're gonna go out through our favorite TV shows as kids. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there will be eventually. I th- we'll try get an ancient civilizations one kind of mm. done. Um, so it focuses on Egypt, Egypt and stuff like that. There would really like to fucking delve yep. into that there, because so I haven't really got chatting to that 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 man either. Morris yet. But he sounds very very interesting and fascinating, like just full of fucking knowledge. So I uh, said so we'll probably try get him on if we can. That'd be great. Um, if not. So we at Ty, we can get maybe maybe get them just a bit of information off them. Like we might have to do it through Zoom. Yeah, because I can't do three. Well, unless I get them set up with the USB thing and put them on a different laptop and then send the audio from that laptop to this. Yeah, and do it or like we that. Just call him and leave him in his own home, mm. and then maybe just have it send him over maybe a script or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of where 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 we kind of run them with it. Yeah, I would like to do it in person, but can, we can do it over Zoom either. Like, yeah, you know, we'll see. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And I do want to kind of do well. I might. I probably will get um Ellen on. Yeah. For um the well the election coming up and stuff and just. It'd be great if we get if if, if we get our pops on as well. Oh yes. Yeah, Mister Mister David. Um. 
Yeah, no, just for, well, when the, all the debates are finished, just to get her view on the debates and just get her someone, insight. Someone, yeah, from someone living in America. Definitely, and, and, what's and, going and on at the minute over like there. We, we, you know, we, we only know so much through the media, and at the same time, you can't take the fucking, no, the fucking you really TVs can't. telling you what's going on. It could be far worse than what they're portraying, even though it is bad, what we're seeing. Yeah. You just don't know what the fuck is. You can't trust them, man, what they're telling you. So, yeah, no, I would like to get Ellen on too, man. Yeah. Uh, I think nearer. I think maybe like just before the election, like pre-election and stuff. And I, I think that'd be an interesting one to get on. When is election fall? Third of November. Third of November. Yeah, man, it's only like not fucking month away. Yeah. Technically, it's the third now today. That's right. Oh, it's the fourth today. Well, because we're going past midnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it's third. Yeah, so it's a month away from yeah. It's mental. Get some bets on now. Yeah, boy. Trump to win. Vote Trump twenty twenty. Damn right. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I mean... He's there to save your life. That first that first debate was just fucking... I don't know what to make of it. It was 1v2. Yeah. And it was... See, man, I... You know what I think with Trump? I think he is playing the fucking game of... Not going in hard first at the first debate. Letting Joe think maybe that he didn't do too bad and he's, you know, he's confident enough to do his second one. If he went in guns blazing first debate, fucked him up, there's no fucking way Joe will go, right, I'm, let's do a second and third debate. Yeah. You know, it make him think that he might have a bit of a chance or he can, do you know what I mean? So the second debate, I reckon Trump is going to go in guns a fucking blazing. Be nice. Because there's a lot of shit that he didn't really say. There is, or yeah. that he could That he didn't really go for with, with Joe. And I reckon that's what he's doing. I don't. I go in hard too first. It will scare you off. Yeah. Do it like the first one, little soft kind of, and then second, third one, just I reckon go to town. I. That's what I think. Because I was watching it, going, why isn't he saying this, and why is he not? And he kind of like, mm, he could have done better there. But I reckon maybe that was it. What what it is, man. Yeah, Trump's smart. Like he is. He is smart. A you lot know, of people tactical. Don't, don't, don't think he's smart, but he's playing he the is. chess game. He is. He, he very much is. Like. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is that does this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank hope you, you very much. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, we do very much appreciate it. Um, I hope you enjoyed that one. I found that very, very, very interesting. Interesting, heavy. Yeah, but like I said, it's just because it's just we can't really comprehend. We just find it so hard to understand how someone can operate and do that to another human being. Like, yeah. again, they must have no fucking empathy. There's a lot yeah. of factors that come into being a serial killer. But um, guys, yeah, hope you enjoyed that one. And we will see you very soon. Right. Adiosa. Adiosa. Bye. 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 Bye.